Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Podcast. Hello. Scott McLeod here, joined as always by my good friend and co-host Paul Brown. Hello. Hi Scott, how are you? I'm fine. Good old. Well, it's officially Christmas time. I know, people are putting trees up and shit and, you know, shit. I put I put my Christmas tree up on the 2nd of December, I believe it was. On the 2nd, well we haven't put our tree up yet, we are going a little closer to the traditional timing. Yeah, I, I think as long as, I think... I'm okay with doing it within the first couple of days of December because at least then it's officially Christmas. Like, yeah. I'm not one of these people who puts up towards the end of November. Yeah, we're so, going to put ours up on Sunday. All right. That's when we're going to put ours up. Fair enough. So that'll be good. Well, right. tomorrow, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Or today, depending if you're listening to this when it officially goes up. Very true. Yeah, Very true. And I'm getting into this better Christmas. I've got this, what are you going to say? I've got this snazzy. Jumper. You have a sparkly jumper and it's very cool. It's got a picture of the old school cartoon Grinch st- yeah. trying to steal a tree. I have some nice sparkly nail polish. And sparkliness is a good uh, thing with Christmas, so yay! Christmas! Yeah. Hey, festive. Festive. Festive sparkly nail polish. Are you, are you looking forward to Christmas, Paul? It seems like a weird question to ask. Cause I, I, I very much look forward to Christmas. Mm-hmm. I always, I never like the whole, you know, the whole carry on of like knowing what to get people and yeah. you know like trying to like you have certain people you know you you don't want to do it but you know you're going to end up spending more on certain people than you do on others you know yeah. so it's the whole like it's all the planning like what money have I got who's getting this where am I going to get this you know what I mean mm-hmm. but once all the rigmarole is dealt with the actual day itself mm-hmm. I love that like sitting there ripping open because I'm 35 and I still get presents and rip them open excitedly like a kid. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. I really, I frown on these people that meticulously open a gift. Mm-hmm. Like, like don't rip the paper. I was like, yeah. what the hell is wrong with you? It's Christmas. Tear the fucking parcel. You know, I, I always fight with that between like open it slowly and ripping it open because obviously as you get older, you're not, you're not got a big mountain of presents like you would have when you're, <laughs> you're away. You get a lot more presents when you're away, but you don't did, get as many when you're Did in. you not love that as a kid, being in amongst the mountain? Yeah. And you're like, yes, this is all my shit. And I think there were a few years where, because my brother's a bit older, so he was going into some things that I was still into. So occasionally there would technically be a few more things for me. Yeah. So I, so I felt even more special. <laughs> but like, it's one of those things when you get older, you have kind of less things. So I don't want to rip through them too fast because then you hear that sad moment like, Ah, uh, no more presents. True, but like I, I still enjoy like like I say, my my mum still gets me things, the like occasional couple of wrapped gifts, you know, mm-hmm. that I can sit because she knows I still have a lot of joy with it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yes, ripping things open, and you get it, you're like, yay, I've got this thing, or else you go like, yay, I've got socks and deodorant, <laughs> yay, woohoo, I could have bought that before Christmas, I but know. yay, you right. know. And then if someone gives you, like, someone buys you a bottle or something, you're like, yay, New Year's sorted. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, like, for me, with Christmas, like, I, I still like getting presents, but for me, when I, once I've got presents from my mum, my dad, my brother, yeah. for everyone else, when, like, cousins or, like, aunties and that, I always know it's either going to be one of two things, usually. It's going to be some sort of gift set, or it's going to be a box of some sort of chocolate. 
Yeah, it's usually, a, usually quality streets. It's always quality streets seems to be the choice. It's either a gift set, like mm. you say, like a like, bath set or something. A lot, basically, most people will, will test this in their teenage years. A lot, even now, a lot. Yeah. I get a lot of linked gift sets, and I got That's a lot of sim- I got a lot of similarly gift sets, and like it gets to a point when you've got three gift sets in the one day. You're wondering, am I being sent a subliminal message here? At least I'm thinking or something. Like just nudging you, like take the hint, you smelly bastard. <laughs> No, thinking, like we see the whole festive period though. Mm-hmm. Like Christmas Day is great, but see uh Christmas dinner mm-hmm. that I love. Yeah. And it's it's no no just because I'm a greedy bastard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just see sitting around with the family and it's just a feel good time Christmas. Yeah. You sit and you you have a big dinner and everybody's enjoying their presents, maybe having a wee drink. Mm-hmm. You sometimes see people you haven't seen for a while, you know. Yeah. It's good. Sometimes you remember why you haven't seen them for yeah. a while. <laughs> but I think my favourite moments is cri- at Christmas is Christmas Day, the Christmas dinner, mm-hmm. and the inevitable slouching vegetative into the couch once you've eaten too much and know you can't really drink at the time mm-hmm. because you're too full, so you're going to stick the TV on, you're like, ah, I, know. I ate. I, know. I ate good. That inevitable just lying there like, I can never eat another thing ever for the rest of the day. But, but less, when, less than an hour later, you, you're picking out, you're picking out. From the chocolates that you got, I'll just, yeah. I'll just have one, then two, then more, <laughs> big and big handfuls of them. You're, sit, you're sitting there, like, ruined with your Christmas dinner, and then the little wee voice in your brain goes, you know, you could make a sandwich out of what's left. Mm-hmm. You could. I'm always a, I'm always a very much a next day, wake up, see how much is left, eat it up, there's a sandwich. Oh, man, I never even eat it up. Last time I had that, we bought a big fucking turkey. Mm-hmm. And I knew nobody else was going to go back to it, so I was like, right, bread, butter, right. Where's what's left it? Just threw it in the fucking sandwich. Bit of salt, good man. It's a weird thing that the best, seemingly the one of the best things about Christmas dinner is what's left the next day. Mm. And who's going to get to it first? Mm-hmm. Needless to say, it's usually always me. <laughs> like for me, it's a weird thing. I think I might have been just because we talked about this somewhere like last time after the last Christmas about Christmas dinners and all that. <laughs> but for me, <sighs> weirdly. Pigs and blankets aren't necessarily a food you can just have at Christmas, but for me, always feel like a Christmas thing because I've always had them with my Christmas dinner. Mm. Well, not always, but I've had them for as long as I can remember. Thing and all is sprouts. I'm the big really debate sp- on sprouts. I'm not a sprouts person. Yeah, see, you've got that camp. There's never anybody that kind of likes them. Uh-huh. You either like them mm-hmm. or you don't like them. Well, Personally, I, I I like them. I think my yeah. mum may have a couple of sprouts for dinner and then I make sure for the rest of the night to move as far away from her as possible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm like, you give me my Christmas dinner, I need the meat and the, mm-hmm. the, the two types of potatoes and the and the veg and the sprouts and the gravy and the butter and the... Oh. I put on weight during Christmas. I Everybody really do. does. Like, the further, further it gets into November, I think, oh, I may should lose a bit of weight. But then I think... So close to Christmas, why am I even bothering? Yeah, you know you're gonna you go all the work you could do leading up to Christmas is gonna be for naught. Yeah, no. <laughs> because if anything, you're just making room. Yeah, and another thing you ever notice about Christmas is there's always at least double the amount of booze that is usually in your house during the festive period. I know, just that, just that, because it's Christmas. Because like... it's Christmas, you get you get fed up and you get tanked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know what you stand on this. Do you have Yorkshire puddings with your Christmas dinner? Because I do. I'm, I'm not sure if that's a common thing. Do you know, I don't do. know if it's a common thing. I, I may have had them with my Christmas dinner before. Mm-hmm. I'm unsure. But I, I usually go with the standard mashed potatoes, roast potatoes. Yeah. Then many people, I have a lot of like the meat in that on it. 
yeah. I don't usually have a lot of red, so I always need something to go with it. And for me, the best thing I have with it is maybe a. My mouth is watering now. I know. Maybe a Yorkshire just pudding. Because then I have a bit of the meat yeah. with, a bit, with a bit of Yorkshire pudding. Then you go then. Aye. But yeah, I hope, hope nobody's listened to us around about their dinner time, you know. Mm. I could really go on my Christmas dinner. <laughs> I actually had pigs and blankets last night. Yeah. I seen a thing online. It was this huge pigs and blanket. Uh-huh. It was like a sort of big wound fucking sausage yeah. wrapped in bacon, mm-hmm. and it was it was huge. Yeah. And I thought, wonder if you could eat that yourself. <laughs> you know? You'd always you always like to think you can. It's always a challenge. Yeah, that's the thing at Christmas as well. You always challenge yourself to be a greedy cunt at Christmas. You know the clip, the Thanksgiving episode of Friends, where Joey eats pretty much a whole turkey by yeah. himself. Like, I'll never eat anything again. They tease a pie like just a little piece. A little bigger. Well, I need baby what? bigger piece. Aye, that's what I'm like. That's what most people are like after because they're like, I'll never eat anything again. Ooh, there's chocolate. Oh, there's cake. <laughs> yeah, there's always something. Yeah, there's always a thing. Uh-huh. But no, we're having, as far as I know, we're having a roast for Christmas and we're having turkey at my insistence. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, come on, Christmas, you can't not have turkey. I know. Get the turkey, man. <laughs> I'll, eat, I'll eat the roast and the turkey. <laughs> I don't care. I'll usually have turkey and we also have a kind of a ham joint kind of thing that's one mm-hmm. we had that like we had myself and brian did christmas dinner for everybody last year yeah i remember your time and brian bought this fucking ham man it was it was honey or orange glazed or something but my god i to that point i had never tasted a better fucking it was brilliant <laughs> it was the best thing ever and brian got none of his roast potatoes <laughs> because he made a mistake to make them too good. <laughs> you see, he made them and he cooked these roast potatoes in the roasting fat from the, from the roast and uh-huh. that. So all the meat juices cooked into the roast potatoes and it was ju- it was a success. <laughs> it was it was a, a most good meal. Mm-hmm. I am salivating yeah, now because like, I said meal, but ah. Oh. Christmas dinner's awesome. I know. But like, I know, because the weird thing, you have the morning bit where you've got all of your presents, and then you've got Christmas dinner later on, mm. and then it seems like a weird bit in between where you don't really know what to do with yeah, your you just sort of sit there and kind of snack. Like, you graze and mm-hmm. bevy. I know. But I've like, seen myself many times, you mentioned the chocolates, I've seen myself sitting there with a can of lager on one horn and a box of chocolates on my knee, mm-hmm. just sitting there going, chocolate, a lager. <laughs> Like, I could get up and go for a smoke right there, but chocolate's a marker. But, like, it's a weird thing, because so many people, I think it's more, you see people, in, like, in England, and maybe it's, maybe America, I don't know, yeah. but I don't see many people, like, in Scotland doing it. People who have their Christmas dinner, like, in the afternoon, when it's still, like, technically daytime, it's technically lunch, when you think about it. Yeah, but Christmas I, lunch. I, I don't, I couldn't really do that, because when you think about it, you're going to be hungry again in the evening, yeah. anyway. Even as much... Like, give it like, even if you have it like two o'clock, you have all this food by like nine, maybe at night. Yeah. That's when, at the time, maybe, especially if you've been to the toilet, you still yeah. feel like you could go with something else. That's when you're eating your all the leftovers and all your chocolates. And... Aye. Because for me, when I have like, I, I usually get quite a few different types of sweeties. And for me, it's always a challenge. Let's see how many of these sweeties are left by the time New Year rolls around. Mm. Usually, usually, there's very few. Yeah. Because I'll say about Qual Street. Qual Street seems to be one of the main like choices to give people for some reason. Main choices, but do you know if we if if we would only bring back the coffee one? I didn't realize there was a coffee one. There was many moons ago. There was a coffee cream. <laughs> so you sound like a wise old man. Many moons ago, there was there a coffee was. cream in the quality streets, or possibly in the roses box. 
I think you're maybe thinking of roses because I don't remember ever being. Damn, the coffee cream was my favourite as a child and they got rid of it. They replaced it with something lesser. I remember one year, my mum got me a thing, it was this big one in the shape of like, the, you know the strawberry one? It was in the yeah. shape of a big one of that. <laughs> and inside it was all just strawberry ones. Nice. Because they were my favourites in the, uh, the quality streets. Awesome. Yeah. See, how could somebody know I got me something like that? Why in the shape of a big coffee mug? Full of coffee ones? I don't remember. Only ones I've actually seen, I think there's one of the strawberry ones and one of the, the purple one. Oh, the, the big purple I, one? I don't think they do any of the other ones. Because mm. I don't know why. But. The closest you get to a coffee one now is a, a, the Thornton's one. Yeah. Does some kind of cappuccino truffle. Mm-hmm, and that, that's lovely. <laughs> you know, that's just lovely. My my friend had those in the last time we had those. I went into the box mm-hmm. and removed all of the cappuccino truffles <laughs> and went, these are mine. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. You don't <laughs> even like coffee. No, in, my, in my hand, I was like, this is my little bundle of, bundle of coffee ju- goodness. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> so have you been, are you watching any particularly Christmassy like, films recently? Because all people moan, oh, it's just the same films you've seen over like, yeah, but most film that you've seen oh, mm. more than a few times is a film you've seen. Well, you already I, know what happens. I've not been watching some Christmassy films. I did see Lucky Number Slevin, though. That was cool. I know you were talking about that yeah, last that week. that was cool. And uh, what else did I watch? I watched, oh, I watched that one on Netflix that's been quite popular recently, The Irishman. Oh, yeah, I've heard about it, but I heard it's over like two and a half hours. It is really fucking long. I've seen somebody online recommending the best way to do it without it seeming like tedious or boring. Watch it in four parts as if it's a mini series. So like watch it from the start to like forty nine minutes, See, stop, and then because some people can't watch it for that long. Oh, that's time. that's modern, modern, modern people, man. They have a short attention span. No, but but then, I, I was quite happy to sit and watch that movie all the way through. Then yeah, it's very rare to have a two and a half or a three hour movie. It's usually some sort of serious drama, or mm. in certain cases, like something like the Avengers. But like, yeah, it's very rare to have a film that long because if you're gonna have a film that long. The story needs to be also really good I enough mean, to character hold your attention. I watched uh, yesterday, there, right? Uh-huh. I watched The Godfather Part Two. Mm-hmm. That in the DVD box that comes on two discs uh-huh. because it is so fucking long. It is almost three hours long. Mm-hmm. The Godfather Part Two, but the story, mm-hmm. awesome. Which is a shame considering how not so good mm-hmm. the third one is. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if you've ever watched The Godfather through. I've actually never watched any any of the three parts. Uh, so I think like, it's maybe seem weird to some people that. No, no, I mean, I remember a I got, little weird, but I got shit for not. I've not, still not watched it, but I remember when Colin like, I got shit from some people because they never seen Shawshank Redemption. Never seen that. No. Never seen that. That is that is a the classic movie. Although I did hear because I think Forrest Gump and there was one other movie I can't remember that came out at the time I can't. I remember what when it was on the because of that came out as well. Like not a lot of people saw Shawshank when it came out, yeah. but a more it was one of the most like bought like rented videos in '95. Yeah, oh, it's a great film. because uh, people were going to see it afterwards because I think it'd been nominated for awards, so people were hearing about it. Yeah, it is a great movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I don't think you're missing too much with Forrest Gump. I've seen that. No, I've seen Forrest Gump, but like I'm saying that was an example because that came out at the same time yeah. as Shawshank. More people saw Forrest Gump than they did Shawshank. I was watching a much better Tom Hanks film world there than Castaway. Ah, never seen that either. We're we're just going through a catalogue of films I've not seen. There's quite a few of them. Have you seen Hellraiser? No. 
You should. <laughs> have you seen... Have you seen Goodfellas? Yes, yes, I have seen Goodfellas. It was years ago, but I've seen it. Good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, good. That's based, that's based on a true story, that one. I know. Yeah. I was going to say, I was, you were paused there thinking, is he thinking of more? Like, <laughs> Have you seen Mr. Nanny? No, I've, I've actively avoided that. You shouldn't. It's very good. Have you seen Suburban Commando? Yeah, it was years ago. That's a great movie. I forgot Undertaker was in it. <laughs> yeah. You're dead, Mr. Ramsey. Jeez, no wonder you guys never talk. <laughs> what? That's not my cat. Oh. <laughs> and the ultimately best, but let me guess. You're gonna cave my head and drag me across the state line. You nuts? This is the 90s. We're gonna sue you. <laughs> Yeah, I've been watching. I've been trying to watch a few like newer films. Like I haven't actually watched more like Christmas films. That I haven't new watched. films, Scott. Yes. Oh, new films. I'm trying to try like not watch the same one. Try see if there's a few ones that I haven't seen. That maybe I can add to my collection ones next year that I'll watch again. See, watch old films you haven't seen because old films are the better. I'm films. talking about Christmas films though. I've seen a lot of them in or the main like Christmas ones that you watch. I'm trying to find new Die ones. Die Hard. Yeah, I've seen Die Hard. Of course, who hasn't seen Die Hard? I've seen uh, all of them. Regrettably, with the fifth, in the case of the fifth Regrettably one. Regrettably for me, in the case of the third one. Well, the third one's brilliant. The third one's pish. The third one is brilliant. I mean, the third one, two bits, it goes on a bit long, but still. The one with, Samuel, the one with Samuel Jackson. Yes, that is That a good... one is utter pish. You're talking utter pish. No, it is utter pish. You're talking pish. Anyway, we'll move on. I'm trying to talk about some of the films I've watched. Uh, you've seen that one where it's on uh, Netflix, Klaus. As a... I have not seen Klaus. You should, it's really good. D.K. Simmons voices Santa in that one. Alright. Uh, basically, it's a guy who goes to this island, because he's, he's basically sent there as punishment, he's established a working post office where nobody wants it, <laughs> and he basically lies to all these kids about Klaus who lives up in the mountains, so he says, to them, like, oh, if you send him a letter, he'll bring you, he makes toys, he'll bring you one. Basically, it's telling you about all these stories about Santa, like, lighting, lighting letters to him, this is how it all started. Oh. It's actually quite good. Cool. Uh, I've watched that. Actually, there's one I've seen before, but I haven't watched it since I went to see it. Have you seen Home Alone? Yeah. Have you seen Home Alone 2? Yes. Good. <laughs> Alright, I thought you were going to keep going. I've seen the third one, I've not seen no. the fourth one. No, 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 no. Because you see, only Home Alone 1 and 2 exist. Right. The rest don't. Alright. Keep on doing. Unless keep it your has, hair on. Unless it has Macaulay Culkin in it, it doesn't exist. Alright. Settled there. I didn't say I liked the third one, I said I'd seen it. There's no need for the third one. But go on. Well, if of your tone, like, I've somehow offended you by serially mentioning it. <laughs> Fucking hell. You yeah. haven't. The, the, the existence of the third one offends me. Well, excuse fucking me. <laughs> anyway. Uh, have you seen Arthur Christmas? I have not seen Arthur Christmas. Yeah, it's uh, James McAvoy voice him. He's maybe the son of Santa. Uh-uh. And his older brother is voiced by Hugh Laurie. Basically, he's the idiot son of Santa, and they miss a kid, and basically nobody really is bothered, is bothered about it, so he goes to... I, I did see one Seb showed me, mm-hmm. which was really saccharine and really, really, like, sickly sweet. Mm-hmm. Santa paws. Ugh. Oh, you even, know of it? Even I, even I wouldn't watch that. Yeah, I watched that. Santa paws. What did you think of it? It was hard to keep things down. Ah. During a that. Fitting, it fitting. was sickening. Yeah. 
or a, a puppy that was a, a pretend puppy, and then he was a no, he was a Santa puppy, and then he went to the big city, and then he went to this fucking orphanage where the woman runs a bitch, and there's a little girl, and then there's the puppy, and then Santa's lost his memory or some shit. I don't know. It's gay. I feel like I know less stuff after hearing the the synopsis of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've so I've tried watching new ones. So I've watched. Uh, Klaus, Arthur Christmas. I watched. I don't know. I don't know. If it's technically a Christmas, but it's got Santa in it. It's called like Rise of the Guardians. Ah, have but, you seen Krampus? I've not seen Krampus. Yeah, I've seen that. That's not bad. Like Rise of the Guardians is actually pretty funny. It's got like it's got all these like fictional like characters you know, but like got Santa voiced by Alec Baldwin, and he's rushing for no reason. Have you seen Gremlins? Because that's a Christmas movie. And I remember we had this argument where I, I first didn't think it was, but then I did think it was. Yeah, yeah. I still maintain Batman Returns is not a Christmas movie. Batman Returns is a Christmas it's movie. It's a Batman movie that just happens to mention once or twice, oh, by the way, it's Christmas. Christmas is not a part of the plot, therefore, it's not a Christmas movie. Christmas is because a woman doing the, the tree lighting thing mm-hmm. dies when she falls through the big tree. It's a Batman movie that just happens to be taken as Christmas. Not a Christmas movie. I will stand by it. I will not sway on this like I did with Gremlins. But you see, a lot of people would say the same thing about Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard's a Christmas movie because it happens on Christmas Eve and they mention Christmas quite a lot, especially in the early part of the movie. So, therefore, Die Hard, Christmas movie. Batman Returns, not. <laughs> I will stand by it. I will argue this. To You'll the... argue this one to the end. Okay. Out of like the usual like films I would watch at Christmas... Die Hard's the only one that, Die Hard's the only one I've watched so far in December that I usually watch every year. But all the rest of ones I've been doing, like I watched one called the uh, the night before. Lethal Weapon. How is Lethal Weapon a Christmas movie? I can't remember what one of them is. I I doubt it, but okay. But anyway, we heard of this. It's called The Night Before. It's a daft comedy. It came out a couple of years ago. It's got Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Seth Rogen, and Anthony Mackie. It's basically, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's parents died years ago on, right. before Christmas, so. His pals came over and Eve to cheer him up, and then they just kept that going every year. And basically, and his two pals are just getting too old for it. Right. And basically, he's just trying to give it. He's just trying to make the best of it because he feels like his pals are abandoning him. And it's it's better than I'm describing it. Probably, it's a, aye. But there's a bit where Seth Rogen's tripping on like acid, and he's taking <laughs> cocaine as well. And he goes to a church, and he's just freaking out, and because he's Jewish, he sees a, I think Jesus on the cross. Like, is that what they think we did to Jesus? <laughs> and he just freaks out in the middle of the church. He runs out, we didn't kill Jesus! <laughs> and he, what's it called? Uh, the Night Before. And the, the Night Before? Mm-hmm. The Night Before. As in The Night Before Christmas. <laughs> what, what, what? Is that, because I've seen a disaster type, a end of days type movie with Seth Rogen in it. I'm sure. Uh, that, that's, this is the end. Oh, that think, one. That is a great that's, movie. That's a good movie. Nothing to do with Christmas, but it's a great movie. Yeah, that is a great movie, that. Also, now the uh, the the newer Grinch one with Bennett coming back to I remember I went to see it in the cinemas last year, and then it was on TV. Yeah. So, I don't know why, like, I didn't hate it, but obviously, I, there's, a, there's a version I prefer, because depending on where you're born, if there's a multiple versions of something, there's your version, and there's someone else's prefer. Do you, do you but, think Survival Series 92 is a Christmas pay-per-view? Did it happen on Christmas Day? Well, at the end of it, Bret Hart is sitting there with his with a Christmas hat on, sitting next to Santa. No, it's technically a Thanksgiving pay-per-view, though. Why is he next to Santa? Because 
new generation. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. But what was I even saying? I like basically depend on like most things like the Ninja Turtles. Depend on when you're born, that's your version of Ninja Turtles or something like that. Yeah, I think it's the same way the Grinch. Like I remember going to see it with my mum last year, and like I thought it was okay. I didn't like hate it, but I didn't love it as well. But I think I enjoyed it this year watching it the second time around. I don't know why I just did. You just did because the because it doesn't matter which version it is the dog Max is all usually one of the best parts of it, <laughs> and then he's got this overweight reindeer called Fred or something like that. It's also funny because <laughs> he goes to this clearing to find reindeer, and then a angry goat just screams and scares all the reindeer away, and all that's left is this big fat one. <laughs> And just the whole, um, they spend the next few minutes hilariously trying to catch it, and it, he grabs it on a rope, and then it runs away, and it's dragging him along with it. Because <laughs> I remember when I first seen that, like, oh no, it's good. they're making it too like Despicable Me, and then actually watched it, like, no, oh, it's actually quite good. I like Despicable Me. No, I like Despicable Me, but like, it's because by the same studio, it just felt like they were just trying to emulate what they'd done with that uh. with Grinch, which would have been mistaken. So Osley, but we, we and you both know Paul. That no matter when it came out, all none of these Christmas can compare to the Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh no! It tops all of them. It does. It does. If you had to pick, Bob, like, see, you can't pick Muppets Christmas. That's out the question. So if I had to you, pick one second to it. Right, so what is it to say? What is the best Christmas movie that isn't Muppets Christmas Carol? Because be fair, I've actually thought about this there, so that's why I'm making you go first. Oh, you make me go first. <laughs> best Christmas movie that isn't Muppets Christmas Carol. Mm. Right, man, that's a fucking hard one. Should, well, I, put, should I put more thought into this? I one? mean, I could, I could go with the standard and say you could say like Die Hard or mm-hmm. Gremlins or something like that. But the best Christmas movie, best Christmas movie. Weirdly, Home Alone. I weirdly, I weirdly prefer Home Alone two to Home Alone one. That's there is nothing wrong with that because Home Alone two is great. Because like, well, for two things, one. The, the traps in Home Alone 2 especially are weirdly more mental than the first one because he's pretty much trying to kill them from the off. The first thing he does is throw bricks at them. And secondly, the first Home Alone, I think, up until the parents leave without mm. him, the first 15 minutes are a bit... Mm. Like, I don't properly get into when I watch Home Alone until they all leave. Yeah, this. true. Because the whole thing with the pizza and all that, that's just... I find that boring. Oh, and the first one... See where he scares the shit out the pizza delivery guy eh. using the movie. Oh yeah, that's later on in the film. That is really funny. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> the only purpose of that first few minutes is also to establish that Kevin's different for everybody else, and yeah, yeah. also shows Joe Pesci scouting the house before he can rob it. Mm. I'm pretty sure that came out around about the same year or this within the same time. Ninety, I think. I think that came out around about the same time as uh, Goodfellas. Yeah. When you think about how. Joe Pesci is in that effing and blading every second word to how he's clearly trying not to swear in a kid's <laughs> film and whenever he gets hit by something uh, but for me I think maybe I would go as far as to say maybe the Santa Claus the first one with Tim Allen I've never seen it you should watch it avoid the sequels at all costs what why did you take his shoes off why are you dressed like a chicken Hey, I'm up here, your horse is here. Santa Claus or maybe Jingle All the Way with Arnie in it. <laughs> never seen it. What, what are you doing? You've never seen it? I've never seen it. Basically, you know why you played Anakin in the first Star Wars episode one? Yeah. He plays Arnie's son. And basically it's all about 
how every year basically there's a one toy that every kid wants and it's hard to get. Yeah, it's like, like, like Turbo Man yeah, or some shit. Arnie's basically a neglectful dad who's trying to make up to his son by getting him the this toy, but he can't find it. And him and Sinbad are competing to get one of the few that's left. You know the role that Sinbad plays? Yeah. That was supposed to go to Pesci, too. Huh. Well, I think maybe he didn't want to get take us because he'd already been in Home Alone and that. Didn't mm-hmm. And that Phil Hartman's in it from... Uh, well, I know him best from The Simpsons. Yeah, Troy Phil McClure Hartman. and uh, Lionel Hutz. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. <laughs> you may remember me from such Driver's Ed movies as Johnny's Adventure Through the Windshield Glass. I think the best Troy McClure one is the one where we're showing in the episode where Lisa's trying to stop me and meet and goes... Tell me to stroll through cattle country. <laughs> Don't be fooled, Timmy. If a cow had a chance, he'd eat you, you and everyone too. you love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You see how hard it was to think because it's so clearly the Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> Why do they make that Leller Muppet? That's not a Muppet, that's Troy McClure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 who knew he'd become such a weirdo? <laughs> like, so I wanted to talk about Christmas because obviously we're in December now. Jingle bells, jingle bells, <laughs> something, something else. <laughs> but other than that, Paul, how was your week been? My week was cool, man. <laughs> My week was cool. I I was off smoking for two days. Ah. I haven't drank all week. Mm. Well, I think you told me before we started, that's because you have no money to... No, but I I, I had money uh-huh. during the week. I didn't want to drink, though. So I haven't drank for a week. I was off cigarettes for two whole days, which was good for me. Mm-hmm. I started exercising again, which was good. And I started eating a little healthier, too. I, did you not hear anything we said in the first 20 minutes? I know, but that was not that was not in the case of what. I was just trying to better my health. Mm-hmm. You know, because I felt it was a necessary thing. Yeah, probably. I believe I'm now at an age where to indulge in my vices, I must at least let a little bit of good living into that too so I can balance it. Who are you and what have you done with Paul? I'm sober, Paul. It's I don't like sc- it. It's a scary thing, I know. Get away from me. <laughs> it's a scary thing. What do you think I should do? I don't even know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this guy? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> but no... I, I'm behaving, but today, if I can source a little bit of scratch, mm-hmm. I will be coming off that wagon. I love how, like, you didn't want to drink, so you didn't, so you spent money on other things, and by the time you want to drink, you have no money to. I know, I have That's two. That's a cruel bitch. I have two pounds, <laughs> which is going to buy me fuck all. <laughs> I need to find another four, mm. and then I will be set. <laughs> yes. Other than that... Other than that, uh, I have had a pretty good week. I was at my mother's during the week and she bought us curry, which was oh. cool. That was my that was my cheat day on the food, trying to be healthy and all that. Yeah. We had a curry. It was awesome. I bought way too many DVDs now. I have lots of them. What did you buy? Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> lots of shit. You didn't even look at them before you bought them. You just grabbed them off the shelf. Well, I, I glanced at them. I went, yeah, I like that one. You know. I love that one, and that one, and that one. Yeah, and also yeah. that one. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Pretty much. I was going to say, I'm going to tell a brief anecdote that I may have mentioned last week. What's that? I forgot about. I got added to the wrong group chat by someone I don't even know. 
because they were looking for Scott MacLeod as an MAC, you know, MC like my name yeah. is Bill. So what was this group chat you were stuck in? I don't. Okay, it's it's a whole thing like for year years like every time someone has a date to my name, it's always is that is that MC or MAC like? Is it- McLeod or McLeod? Like, I said McLeod. If it was MAC, I'd say Scott McLeod. It's McLeod, you dick. <laughs> I don't know, I'm trying to think if it's still here because I've been removed since, but... Did I... they realise the error of their ways? Yes. Through me pointing it out to them. But I randomly got a notification from someone called Sharon on Facebook Messenger. I'm like, I don't know a Sharon. <laughs> and it was... This is the actual title of the, the group chat. Go on. Cat House Battle Beast, 29th of November. Cat House Battle Beast. Yes. There's obviously some sort of weird event on at the Cat House. Well, that would... I don't know, but you know how... Uh, well, I'll explain it to you later. Alright. Uh, that's a thing, yeah. Just, just the hearing oh, it starts at... Load starts at 1pm tomorrow, something's something being booked. Like, I just brown the message. I don't know anyone in this group. <laughs> and I then, don't know you people. And then John just ran a bit with a laughing face that's the wrong Scott Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, there it just comes up, you've been removed from this group. <laughs> and then I only realised it was a Scott MacLeod because I looked at the other people who were in this group chat. And you found a MacLeod. Yeah, because I had no mutual friends with anybody. I was like, I thought maybe it was confusion because a mutual friend was somebody maybe through someone else. Like, I knew nobody on that was invited to this group chat. I found one of the a few of the people, a few of them had the same friend, which was a Matt Cloud. Yeah. So I assume that's who they were going for. Yeah. Can't remember what he looked like, but I'm pretty sure if I seen when I seen a photo of him, like we could not look more different. So he couldn't get us confused. Is he is he beardy and hairy? I can't even remember. But like, I did take the piss when I was telling mum and dad about like, and it says I've been removed. Just because I said I didn't know, he doesn't mean I didn't want to go. <laughs> How dare you uninvite me? I don't know if you'd enjoy a power metal band, mm. as I believe we are. Who knows? I don't even know. I don't even go to Cat House, so I don't even know what You're goes on in this. Snares and it's shit. <laughs> you go in, it's darkly lit. The smoking area is like a fucking sardine can. You mm. know, they basically fucking shove you out into this little. It's like a little square. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's that much space in between people. You barely have enough room to light your fag, never mind have a fag. Those people who are, or people who are listening to this being an audio format, wondering how much she said when that much dirt whole string of rooms almost together is that little space between yeah, them. Teeny, teeny amount of space between people. I mean, have, I, you, I mean, have you ever been in the box? I mean, that's fucking tiny. Well, There's barely as, any space there. As I say, barely enough room to light your fag, never mind smoke your fucking fag. <laughs> you're like that, you're like... Mm, like... Hands up to face, you know. Ah, you burned me with your fag. Well, I have no room to light my fag. That, that happened to me once. What, no, you let someone or they no, let you? No, someone fucking lit me. I, I turned to walk out of the place because I'd finished and fucking... I was like, God damn it, man. It's particularly hazardous with you with your long hair as well. Yeah. <laughs> it was not good. No, I But my hair was tied back. It just burnt my bloody shoulder. Yeah, no, I've like, seen how long your hair can get, though. Yeah. Not that long at the moment. But not you know, at the moment, but it will be. Eventually. I will have my mighty Samson like locks. At the again. moment, you currently have a you, your haircut looks very similar to what Bailey has at the moment. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. And that can, you look like someone who would walk into a shop and said, "Can I speak to the manager, please?" <laughs> Although unlike Bailey, you look like someone who would add a dickhead at the end of it. You'd be slightly more. You wouldn't be as diplomatic. You'd be you'd be annoyed, but you'd also yeah, I swear. Yeah. 
you cunt. <laughs> but the main thing in that week, something eventful has actually happened in like the last few weeks. Look, you got a new hat. I did not. You got a new type of juice. No. Oh, speaking of which, I was going to say, Iron Brew 1901, have you tried it yet? No. Why not? Didn't have any money. Fair enough. <laughs> Weirdly, it's like sugary, but like there's no caffeine in it. Which I heard about, I didn't hear about it until I first tried it. Which, I don't know if that, how that affects it, but it didn't seem to when I tried it. Did it taste good? It tastes good, especially, especially good. I've always tried to make do sure Do you have any with you? No. Then why do you bring it up? I would have mentioned it if I had had it with me. I would have got you, got you to try it live on Go the podcast. Go and get some. No. And bring it back here and I'll talk to the people whilst you're buying it. Oh yeah, that'll be that'll be great radio that used the Scots sell the shops, waiting for him to come back. Still waiting, still Any waiting. Any minute now. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. So hey, when news, how do? <laughs> I'd, I'd be scared what I'd come back to if you were left just to talk. While <laughs> come I back with me sort of. Freaking out, going, I broke the show, I broke the show, Scott. <laughs> it's all ruined, it's all gone, we're done. But yeah, I've always made sure, when it, wherever bottles I've gotten, that I make sure they're cold before you drink it, because that's, that's how you drink it, obviously. But the only thing is, it's always in glass bottles, and it's always 750ml, so it's gone as quickly as you get it. Yeah. I ended up buying two bottles at one point. But you see, if it's as good as it, it seems to be being said it is... Yeah. They're going to learn, they will learn, and it will not be limited edition. Or, maybe, maybe they will learn that people do not want their sugarless crap we put out nowadays. It's not sugarless, it's just less of it. It's pish. Anyway, I'm, I'm telling you, man. I'll put my conspiracy theory hat back <laughs> I'm telling on. telling you, bud. <laughs> put, put, back, put my conspiracy hat back on. I'm telling you, it's the plan all on. Take the sugar away, then release this limited edition version with the sugar in it to make you want it more. So you won't notice it's been charged, and then when they if they bring it back, they'll charge charge you more for it because it's got sugar in it. But you won't notice because you're too happy that it's back. Yeah, I'm telling you. And you did get a new hat if you've got your conspiracy hat on again. No, this is my old hat. I just haven't worn it in a while. Ah, ah, so it's just a vintage dust, hat. Just got to dust it off. Put the hat back on. <laughs> but yes. back to what I was actually talking about. <laughs> what were you talking about? I was going to talk about a good thing that I did this week, <laughs> and then you got started talking about Iron Brew. But anyway, your good thing. Yes, what I went happened? to a charity event at Walkabout held by my, hosted by my good friend David Campbell cool. uh, in his podcast at First Day Films. It was a 40 person, not quite 40, maybe 40, but some people pulled out. It was a charity gauntlet quiz all about Star Wars. <laughs> Trust me. Like, and by the way, I haven't seen the original six films in years. Mm. I haven't actually sat down and watched them. I watched the old clips since I've left uh, them, and I've went to see the new films in cinemas when they came out, except for Solo. I didn't go see that. No. But like, I was still. I did some research. I wrote up random facts about it. I was fairly confident, and because some people had pulled it last minute, and mostly it was for charity, so I was happy to do it. But right. they said, "Oh, you can for an extra fiver, you can buy an extra life, so you can stay. Like, even though because it was maybe the lowest score each round goes out, because right. three people at any given time, five questions each round, low score, you're out. So if it's two people have the same low score, and one person's just got one point more than them, the two people are out, mm. and then goes on until there's the winner." And there was this big trophy that you got, which I saw a photo of, oh, that's a decent trophy. And I've seen it when I actually got there, I'm like, that's fucking tiny, that trophy. <laughs> but anyway, I thought, well, it's going to charity anyway. Fuck it, I'll buy an extra life because I right. wasn't confident. 
But whereas I thought, just last a few rounds, have a decent like showing, and do better than David Hawk because my fellow David and a few other guys we were all there, and I was just part of me really wanted to do better than him. So me and David go up in the up in the second round. Just one guy who stayed on from the last one. Yeah, I do quite poor in the first one, but luckily I had my extra life, so that kept me in. Right. Because me and David got the same score. David went out, but I stayed on because I had my extra life. Mm. And now he proceeded to last on for according to David Campbell. 15 rounds I lasted on before <laughs> being eliminated in the second last round. Oh. But like, I was I was the quiz Iron Man, as I was described, because I lasted so long. Cool. Literally, like, in terms of people being happy that I was pulling back and get, doing well after the first round, to then suddenly people, partly for a laugh, I'm assuming, basically starting to boo me whenever I, whenever I kept lasting on, like, somebody <laughs> eliminate him. Like, where Paul Kwaku got in, went in last, who was mm. the very last person. Because apparently he has not seen one minute of any Star Wars film ever. <laughs> He's never seen it. And so basically that's why he was put in last. But like, I like the idea. He didn't win it, but I like the idea of by sheer fluke, if Kwaku has never watched Star Wars, if he somehow managed to enter in last <laughs> and like win the whole thing. Right. He didn't. He was won by a guy called uh, Daniel Campbell. Right. Who's a new guy to SSR. Only met him a few times, but he seems like a sound guy. So... Me and him and one other guy were in the last, like, second last round, I went out, and then Kwaku, it was doing to Kwaku and Daniel, I think, by then the, the result was <laughs> academic. So Daniel got his wee trophy, gets 50 quid with it, I didn't realise it was a cash prize, but... You're like, oh man. Then, you would uh, have done more research if you'd have known that. Yeah. Then David Campbell called me back up to the stage, went, can we have our, our quiz Iron Man back up? And he gave me my prize for being an Iron Man, it was a... Pair of checkered socks and this giant ass Darth Vader mug. <laughs> These checkered socks, by the way, I'm wearing them right now. They are comfy as fuck. Nice. But yeah, put the first one on, like, ooh, that's comfy. That comfy is. suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mean Daniel got a picture with both of me with my mug, him with his little trophy. And originally, by the time I, when I finally got eliminated, Quacko like shoot my hand like fucking fair to his mate. Because <laughs> 15 fucking rounds and half the once or twice there were questions I got answered. I like, I'm purely guessing. You went. That is the correct answer. I'm like, I'm as shocked as anybody else is here. <laughs> like, the film Rogue One, uh, one of the kind of anthology ones, like, it's not in the main saga. It's like, how many actors in this were nominated for an Oscar or have won an Oscar? I just put uh, three. They knew the main last thing that was in the Sea of Everything. Uh-huh. She'd been nominated. I don't know if she won. Uh, I assumed Mads Mikkelsen, he was in it. I assumed he would have been nominated for something. So I just guess I'm, like, I'm sure there's somebody else. I'm not, and, you know, I put three. And I found out I was right about Felicity Jones, who was the main woman. I was wrong about Matt Moose, and apparently with Forrest Worker. He, I, mean, I forgot he was in it, but he was no. also nominated, I think, Last King of Scotland or something like that. No. And uh, I forgot James Earl Jones counted because he was in it briefly as Vader. And I'm assuming Lion King or something he was nominated no. for. Yeah. Something. something like that. So I basically, like, somebody, the guy next to me even turned me and went, did you even know the, did you know the answer? I went, no. That <laughs> was a guess. Like, literally, there was a character who's blind and he says a line, like, I was read a line from his, like, basically said who, what the range was, who said it. So he read the line that the guy said, and I forgot the character's name entirely. <laughs> so I just wrote down, I knew I wasn't getting it, I just wrote down, the blind guy. <laughs> I didn't get me anything for that. Was that the one you went out on? No, I don't, no, it wasn't that I mean, I didn't do the well, but I managed to survive that round, uh-huh. so. But it was just, that one was, mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a, that was a good night, and then. Like, me and I know Tri-Friends were doing where, well, David Hockney's wanting to go, 
and then I've got still got some of my coat left, right? And they were like, why don't you pour it in your Darth Vader wagon and drink it while, as we're walking? Like, yeah, I'm not walking about Sucky Hall Street drinking out of a giant-ass Darth Vader mug. <laughs> look like a right weirdo. Like, <laughs> all right, lads. Seriously, this thing, I've showed you a picture of it. Even the picture, I don't think it does it justice. This thing is fucking huge. Humongous. I was drinking some juice out of it earlier on while I was watching our Fraser episode for this week. Sat on the placemat, it was almost too big for the placemat. That's how big this fucking thing is. Stick some vodka in it. <laughs> no, thank you. Vodka and guck. Yeah, I really, I really hope that David does more of these quizzes because obviously it's for charity, so it's yeah. doing it. It's a good laugh, even if you go out one round or if you laugh for ages, like. Because he said he said he's thinking maybe a friends quiz for the next one. Ah, cool. That'd be cool, and it'd be cool for you because I've been recently randomly going through Friends on Netflix again. Like it's yeah. one of those shows where. You, you, you go from like, oh, I'm sick of friends, I don't know why I watch it. You don't watch it, and then you're just wa- binge watching it again from the start again, like, and then you, and you go, and then you start all over again. And you know, the, the emotion in it is always the same. <laughs> like, will he finish that turkey? <laughs> will, he, will he finish that turkey? <laughs> will he get the appropriately sized piece of pie he wants? I mean, there's a, I mean, at some point he has to do a wrestling one. And yeah. I am very confident about my chances in a wrestling one. Because, like, if I can go through a Star Wars one that I didn't think I'd have any chance in and be the Iron Man of the quiz, and I'm sure I can, I'm within a chance of winning the wrestling one because... See, if he, if he was to do a wrestling quiz that was based about 20 years ago, mm-hmm. I'd nail that shit. Yeah, no, but then again, you wouldn't know what he was basing it on, so you'd have to enter it to know. Because I thought he'd be... I knew it was going to be based on the movies... And not like the novels and all that, getting the games and all that. So I knew I was, I still had a chance, but like I thought it was gonna be dead obscure, random like things. But then for the most part, it was a very straightforward like quiz. Yeah. Like for one of the rounds was on Mace Windu. First question: Who played Mace Windu? Samuel, Samuel Jackson. And then what color was his lightsaber? Purple. Purple, obviously. And then he said, "What was his first? What was the first line he, he utters in the Phantom Menace?" Oh, Bobag. No. But, <laughs> I didn't be the only one who got that right. That question what right. What was it? It was I do not believe the Sith could have returned without us knowing. Mm. Fucking long one, and you don't get got a lot of time to write to do some. So he's counting us down like any answers in five. I'm writing the last few words. Did, I know it doesn't seem like without it doesn't look like without us knowing, but that's what I wrote there. <laughs> it's in weird pen. Yeah. Yeah, it was a right good laugh, and I hope hopefully if he does it again, I'll I'll mention it in the show, and hopefully some people will go along to it if they feel. Like they could do, depending on what the subject is, if it's friends or. He said about maybe doing a Harry Potter one at some point, which I don't know if I would no, I'd do. I'd be shite at that, but I'd, I'd be pretty good in a friends one. I'd be pretty sure of it. Yeah. If there's a friends one, if there's a friends one, we should both enter it. Hell yes. Yeah. If, anyway. it's, a, if it's a, if there's another fifty quid prize, <laughs> thirty twenty. <laughs> no, forty ten. <laughs> well, we'll we'll divide it on the level of questions we answer correctly. Okay then. Thirty-five, fifteen. <laughs> Joking. Forty-five, five. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, forty. F- what? Forty-five to me, and maybe your bus fare up the road. Oh fuck. Like, like, like Winston. Well, you tapped me twenty quid for your gas bill last week. Oh, pound. Always <laughs> sick in the foggy. <laughs> Not even a bloody nudge. But I know. So, I mean, I don't know what he's, how much he knows about Fraser. But if we could get convince him to host a Fraser one. Yeah. That'd be cool. I don't know how many people you would get for that, but you know. Hopefully so he, he hosts the quiz and just you and me sitting there yeah. going, right, oh, well, we're going to be in a team, right. 
basically there's three seats, me and you on e- on either end, and a revolving door of people sitting in the middle there. <laughs> like, ah, you've lost. Fuck off. Next person. Fuck off. <laughs> like, right. You no, hard feel- no hard feelings to the guy in the middle. It's really that particular there I want to be. Yeah, and then the last question, and either one is fucks up on the easiest fucking one, we'd be like, I mean, no. I would probably, if it was like three years I'd properly study for it because... I got fucking I got humiliated when we did ours. Yeah, but do you know what the thing is? Mm-hmm. You'd probably study for it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to. No, I wouldn't have to. And the only thing is, I was I was watching back Frasier at the time, and I was getting towards like the later seasons, <laughs> and within the weeks that followed that, a lot of the episodes that, had, that related to your questions, I ended up watching. So if I if the quiz had happened a few weeks later, I would have fucking done more of it than I did. Yeah, but I love the fact that you were you were asking these questions and thought you were being quite good with them, and I was like, nah, easy. I was, I was, try, I was trying to test just how good you actually were. Well, how, how good did you discover I was? Very. Yes. Annoyingly good. Yes. Frustratingly so. Yes, because I know my Fraser. There ain't nothing I don't know about Fraser. Well, I, I I doubt very highly. I shouldn't be so. Well, I was going to so say voting. like, well, if we had, the, if we had, the, that's why we should have David to get do a quiz. That's. I mean, go on. Think of a random quick Fraser question you could ask me and see if I know it. Why is he called Fraser? Well, I I don't fucking know because that's <laughs> what his mother named him. Sorry, I was wondering something like that. Was like, yeah. It's like the quick the bridge keeper in my Python. <sighs> I, I, I don't pay- know that. Do <laughs> <laughs> know these things when you're a geek. Do you know so much about Fraser? You have to know these things when you're king. <clears throat> so yeah, that was the big deal of that week. The uh, Star Wars quiz gauntlet, and I've renamed my 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 on my Twitter at Scott McLeod nineteen ninety six. I've re- I've changed my Twitter name to an Iron Man of a Galaxy Far Far Away. <laughs> because your Twitter name to Dave. I'm not changing my name to Dave. Why not? Because my name's not Dave. We changed the name of one of the chefs on MasterChef with professionals to Dave. Why? Well, because he seemed stoned. <laughs> it was. It, it uh, was. That, that's not a reason. Well, he was just kind of like every time he was on the screen talking, he was just kind of like lazy, stone-eyed, and scratching his head and going, "Yeah, well, you know, I've made it through." Oh, what's his actual name? Tom. How do you? How do you? How does a guy called Tom who looks a bit stoned become Dave? Because that's just what happens. Was there a chance you were stoned at the time? Oh, of course. That makes more sense. Yeah, we mm. were stoned and watching MasterChef. It was really good. That, that aside, Paul, we have some wrestling-related stuff to talk about we before do. we move into our Fraser episode. We do. Because uh, despite the fact that the last thing we talked about, I said, oh, there's no word, I don't think it's even happening, when we mentioned John Morrison. Yep. They confirm on WWE backstage and then Morrison confirms the on Twitter himself. Sexy has now officially said he's back. It's saying what has been reported as a multi-year deal with the WWE. Is he coming back? Like, is he going to be immediately main rostered or is he going to go to NXT, do you think? I have no idea. Like, they say, they just said he's going back to WWE, so depends. Like, some people were annoyed about it because, well, not that he's coming back, but the way he was done, like, on backstage. Oh, by the way, Don Morrison's coming back. But yeah. And not like when it's basically when it's so close to the Royal Rumble, and they could have had him as a surprise, like because they don't debut between now and the Rumble. Of course, when you get to the Rumble, people are gonna say, "Oh, they're gonna have Morrison in it." Well, I mean, so it's not, I te- so not technically a surprise. Still cool. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, if, I mean, say they do like his classic number three spot, uh-huh. and it counts down, and you just hear his music kick mm-hmm. in. You see the slow mo come again. Uh-huh. You're like, "Yeah, there he is." 
Mm-hmm. You know, I would, I would look forward very much to it. Oh, or, yeah. or, 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 they could have, they could go way less field on it and maybe, maybe a system, maybe a system is. Mm, maybe. No, maybe Lemez is getting his ass handed to him at TLC. Maybe Morrison comes out and helps him. Yeah. Maybe. But then again, Miz and Morrison is very long ago now. Although to be fair, I could see I could see them doing it, put him in NXT, and I think that'd be actually pretty cool. Yeah, like have him maybe go up against Finn and whatnot. Maybe. Because also he's a, he's a recognisable name, and obviously with NXT and AEW going head to head, you want because last week NXT beat AEW, and to be fair, that episode AEW was one of their weakest ones. Yeah. But then this week they were they were very close to each other, but AEW beat them by a few. By a hair. Aye. The thing is, like. The first time NXT beat them, people were, there were some AEW diehards who were like, oh, they cheated because all these main roster guys were there and but the fact that's part of the story they've been telling yeah. for weeks. Yeah. And, oh, but AEW won in these, they keep pe- the big defense area and NXT wins are, oh, but AEW won in these demos and they're like, shut the fuck up about demos. Like somebody, yeah. I could say on Twitter, shut the fuck up about demos, watch wrestling. And then, like, we mean the Rogue Bynes guys took the piss when they beat them again. Like, Oh yeah, I mean they cheated again. They had that big star from Raw, Kyo Tozawa, appearing on this week's NXT, <laughs> and then AEW won. But like I could see John Morrison winning, and then again annoying some more diehard AEW fans by saying, "Oh, they always put in there because AEW like, hi, but look how many people you can have matches with." Yeah, you know wrestling thing we're tuning in to watch. Yeah, yeah, prick. <laughs> as, as I'm saying to no one in particular. It was a Lucha Underground he was in, wasn't it? Yeah. And then Impact. Johnny, yeah. Johnny... Mundo. Johnny Mundo. And then Johnny Impact. Yeah. So Johnny Mundo, Johnny Impact. And now Johnny Full Sail, possibly. Hopefully not. John Morrison. John, John XT. <laughs> John Morrison. That's what he is. All right. John Morrison. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I have a liking th- for him. I noticed. <laughs> I have a signature from him. Are you lucky? Yes, I am. You met him. I did. You suck. Yes. <laughs> I want to meet him. Well, maybe you will someday. Maybe you will someday. <laughs> I might buy it someday. Someday. But anywho. Anyway. So yeah, I'm looking forward to him coming back. I think it's just typical, like the way WWE's using backstage. They're using it so they can break things their way, and they can get ahead of like people. Online speculating and podcasts and people leaking news and blah blah blah. Because like that's why they had Punk debut, all that, and obviously because he's going to be on the show. So Punk's a butthole. I know. <laughs> like that's why they had Punk debut the way he did. That's why they broke the news. Like they're they're using this show so they can like when they want to release something, and not want to leak, they can do it their way. That's why they're doing all these like podcasts. Like, yeah. Because you got Corey Graves' one after the bell, and then New Day started one. Called uh, Feel the Power, which is actually really good. It's only done one episode so far, but they were talking about the 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 creative for the original like New Day and the process they went through before becoming the whole weird creatures they were at the start and like yeah. how basically they didn't like that. Oh, they didn't like that. No, and basically <laughs> I think for the next few first few episodes they're gonna be talking about basically their early days and then into what they became. Yeah, so it's their chance to tell the story from their point. And like they are very open about how crap the creative was when they first started as New Day and. Basically, before that, how each of them were floundering. Mm. Because obviously, Vince doesn't like, he's need to be mentioned, like, there's, like, that guy who wrote the promo for Bret Hart at 
uh, Hall of Fame and mention Vincent's speech got fired for it. Mm-hmm. And then the expert moment to the piss like, remember, you can't say Vince McMahon. So don't say Vince McMahon. Yes, never say Vince McMahon. <laughs> so wherever they want to, whenever Vince pops up in their story, new days go, he who must not be named. <laughs> and then they both end, a couple of times they end up saying Vince McMahon, like, no, like, you, <laughs> you want to get fired? Yeah, they're, so they're just like, like they're taking the piss out of themselves and acknowledging like, yeah, we were we were doing nothing and then we came together and they, they talk about how they were convinced they wouldn't, they wouldn't allow Kofi to be in the group. Because they want their initial vision was them as heels, and Kofi was seen as this career babyface. Mm. Like a, they compared him, someone could have compared him to Ricky Steamboat, and that somebody who's always a face. Yeah. Though, though to be fair, even though he has been a heel, when he was a heel, because they were acting so like goofy, I still didn't. Still, I kept forgetting that Kofi was a heel because, <laughs> well, one on the way they were acting, also Kofi didn't seem like a heel. He was always. Seem like somebody was too likable to be a heel. I I honestly think right going on Kofi's run with the world title. Yeah, which seems to have been completely forgotten now. I mean, you're mentioning it now, so you well, you know, remember. I mean, in the stakes of WWE. Yeah, but his intensity at times during that run leads me to believe that if they pushed it right, it would New Day could be heels. Yeah, they could. But I think. They've gone to a stage where they've got this podcast, they sell so much merch, the time for them to be heels is past because like, they wanted to be heels so they let them be, but their charisma naturally turned them face again very yeah. within a year, so I don't think it depends on how they do it because I don't think they're going to split up anytime soon, especially no. now that they've got this podcast because you can imagine they'd, on one episode yeah, of SmackDown. Yeah, you covered that one. Like, like, <laughs> episode of, one episode of SmackDown, Big E turns on them. Like, and then so, the next, it's and then like, it's like, that is it? Next episode of their podcast. So, this week's sponsor. No, 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 no. We're going to talk about what happened last Friday. Yeah, you, you bitch. <laughs> no, no, don't try and change the subject. Well, what happened? Well, I've got a headache when you hit me with that chair, you prick. <laughs> but I think Kofi's thing proved that they, you can give them singles pushes without breaking them up. Yeah. Because, like, people saying, oh, when's Big E's going to turn them and go on this big push as a heel? Like, you'd have this Big E, like, singles run, even though we know how that turned out last time, but, you know. Like, you can still do stuff with Big E as a singles guy in the New Day, like, what, what without could, breaking them up. What could you do with Xavier? Well, well, I can't do anything with him now. He's injured. Well, apparently his injury was not as bad as first thought. He reckons he could be back within five months. He could be, but still, he won't be back. Either he'll, either he'll come back just before Mania making an appearance, but I don't think he'll be in the ring until after Mania, yeah. which is has got to suck for a wrestler in WWE. Also, we can talk about the return of Sheamus. Oh yeah, the Celtic warrior. Like, another person who, another thing we talked about, like, oh, doesn't seem like there's any um, further news on that. And then Seamus just pops up on, and he's yeah. he's not got the mohawk he's not anymore. Got the mohawk finally. He's just he's he looks like, like Seamus. He looks like when he first debuted, still mm. Seamus, and he's going to be a heel, and he's going to be on his own, and he's going to be the Celtic warrior again. Mm. And I look, I forward, look forward to it very much. I look forward to seeing him losing to Shorty G in a few months and. That match has been done to death for weeks on end. I hope he doesn't lose to Shorty G. I hope he comes back naturally but, but becomes the fact dominant. The fact he mentioned Shorty G specifically in his promo, though, because he mentioned The Fiend, he mentioned Roman, but I don't think he's going to do anything with him. They mentioned Shorty G. I'm like, yeah, he's just going to basically be a bit scary heel in the mid-card, but not go much further, because he's in his 40s now. He's great shape, but Sheamus in the main event scene, as much as it pains me to say, 
is not really happening. You don't know. I don't know, but like I'm just saying, I've, I got feeling not happening, but the weird thing is, he's teasing he's coming back. Cesaro is on SmackDown. So no more bar then? Apparently not. Apparently not. Maybe they could tease the bar, maybe Sheamus could turn on Cesaro could turn face. Because people are there, as much as I like, I think Cesaro always thrives when he's in a tag team. Yeah. But like, people have been clamoring for a single Cesaro run. Maybe you do a thing you can talk about the best of seven and you can find a conclusive end, a conclusive winner mm. in this whole feud between them. Very you bring true. it all full circle. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, you're talking about CM Punk, you mentioned like, Butthole. Punk, like, he appeared on one episode back to then disappeared for a couple of weeks and now he's back. Yeah. And people were wondering like, Triple H was on one of the episodes he was gone and one of the episodes he was on, Seth Rollins was on because Punk, when he's when he's first episode, he said to say, eh, delete your Twitter, mate. And like basically, people were like, so the two people, two episodes where someone came on that we wanted to see Punk interact with, he wasn't on. Because he's a big butthole. <laughs> like, I would, I would say, look, you're already wasting enough time talking about CM Punk when you mention his name. He's a douche. Because like, his whole thing is, oh, like I can say, going back to you, I can say what I want and. I work for Fox, so I won't get in trouble. I won't get jobbed out. I won't get suspended by the company. Like, if you want to just talk shit about Dari and not get punished for it, start a podcast like anybody else. Yeah. Like you don't have you didn't have to be on the show to talk shit about Dari. Have you have Twitter? You have social media. You can do it easily. You didn't work for them before. You could have done it then. Yeah, but he wants to be the giant butthole that he is. And then. Many things like instead, instead of the sitting there flapping your gums, why don't you actually get off your wee scrawny fucking pussy straight edged ass and actually get in the ring? I know, like if you don't get in the ring, that's fine, but just no, I, 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 just I feel to see how he can sit there and critique wrestling and critique all the wrestlers uh-huh. when he hasn't even got the guts to actually get off his ass and get back in the ring. What you think well, you're going to get? It's not a case of it, only he's a guy who doesn't have the guts, just he doesn't want to. Well, what, however, he wants to spin it, right. I mean, he went to UFC, got made look like a fucking fool in that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I am more than confident if he tried to reintegrate himself into the ring, he, wrestling has moved on from him as a wrestler. You know what I mean? He, he brings nothing new or innovative to the table anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, if he, if he did step back into the ring, he'd be lucky to get into the main event. You know, it would it would not get a, if he did get a title run or get a main event slot, it would not last long. Yeah. Plus, I think it was a Fox thing to bring him in anyway. So I think Fox is just like we paid a lot of money for W. We've got an extra show. We need a name. We need somebody to critique it. Who you have a name? Would, yeah. Fox. <laughs> not that kind. <laughs> but I, I agree. Like I don't see the point of him even actually being a part of this thing. Anyway, if he's just going to sit there and be like, a cock, like he. Somebody, as people have already pointed out before me, but like, he appeared on, like, there was a segment between where Baron Corbin brought these guys dressed as dogs to slag Roman, like, and Punk talks about how bad creative it is, like, yeah, I could have told you that. Anybody could tell you that, like, think about how much money you're being paid by Fox to sit in, like, oh, yeah, that thing was bad. Eh, no <laughs> shit, Sherlock. Like, great analysis, Punk. Yeah. Fucking idiot. But anywho. But yeah, like, like I said, like, Punk would have been better off starting his own podcast or going off somewhere. I, I say he's starting his own podcast, this being the guy who appeared on a podcast lying down and then got sued, but you know. Yeah. 
But anyway, <laughs> moving on from as far away from punk as possible. You've seen the new belt. I have, got, I have. The Fiend's custom title. This has gotten a mixed response. I've seen some people who like it, some people who think it's... I've heard people describe it as dog shit. I don't think it's dog shit. What do you think it is? I, think, I don't think it's fantastic, but I don't think it's bad. It's it's novel. Mm. You know, it's kitschy. I mean, it's a weird looking thing. Like, the strap, and when you look at it, it kind of looks like it's... I can imagine the Fiend killing somebody and making that the strap for that belt out of their flesh. Hmm. That's basically the best way to describe it. It's got his big face on it. It's got a heart and heel on the sides of it. And so the Fiend has that, but Bray has the blue version. Yeah. But, like, then they're doing a limited, like, they're doing a limited... Thing? Yeah. They're doing a limited, like, a number of replicas of the belt, all handcrafted by that guy, uh, Tom Savini. And... They're going for about six thousand dollars on the shop, and apparently some people have bought them. I don't know who these mad people are that have that money. <laughs> Probably the same people who manage to appear on the front row every fucking week. Probably because it feels like the same people on the front row. Like, how do you have the money to afford this? <laughs> what do you do? Because your job clearly isn't that that stressful. Because you find the time to go to WWE shows all the time. Yeah, like it's one of those things, but like. Do you think it's too much to be asking for like $6,000 for this book? Because I don't know how many, they say a limited number of these have been made, but we don't know how limited exactly they are. I would say it's quite dear, yeah. Because mm-hmm. like, I like to think maybe there's 600 of them made. I mean, I know maybe if there's 600 or something, then you still shouldn't be charging like six grand for it. But like, mm. just for the idea that each of them are numbered, apparently. So I like the idea of the last one. Is number six six six, and somebody gets that. No, given the whole thing of the fiend, and then because the fiend was appearing doing his muscle man dance again and talking about lizard people. <laughs> and that like Thanksgiving isn't about the natives and the pilgrims. No, it's about the natives and the lizard people. <laughs> and uh, and then he dragged Daniel Bryan on the ring because he teased a new face, and mm. then he. He's ripping his beard off, which was which thought, went on I for far it too was long. His hair. No, I'm pretty sure it's his beard. And I don't think it went on for far too long. I like to see it. Like I think the way he grabbed him, like by the face as well, when he pulled him down. I think that's why I think it's probably his hair, his uh, beard hair. Mm. Well, I don't. Like... I didn't mind. I thought it was perfectly cool. I mm. love. I love everything to do with the fiend. I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm fine if he like just dragged Brian down. I just didn't like the idea of wrong with popping up and then every now and then pop back up again like, look at me, hair, which you can clearly see in the big red light. Which, by the, way, which by the way, Seth Rollins appeared on the back and basically said, yeah, yeah, the red light was shit. I beat you, cunt. Yeah, no, but he like he said he didn't like like the red light. He said, like, oh, we didn't know the red lights were going to stay on for the whole match until the bell started. <laughs> yeah. He said it was, like, it was annoying enough that you're trying to navigate your way around a cell then the red lights are red, the cell is red, and you don't know like how to navigate your way around the cell. Mm. Apparently, allegedly, even Bray doesn't like the red lights, mm. which makes you think, why the fuck are they still doing them? Very true. Plus, the belt's blue. <laughs> yep. And interestingly, like after this week's SmackDown, it's gonna be the Miz v Bray Wyatt, not the Fiend Bray Wyatt, just Bray Wyatt. At TLC. Ah, because like the graphics just smiling like. 
one house break into Miz, but it's not billed as a on Wikipedia at least or as or I've seen the graphic. It's not being billed as a universal title no, match. No, it's just a match. So like is that even though Bray in the Funhouse has the blue belt, is he technically not the Universal Champion, he's the fiend the Universal Champion? Like what is going on? <laughs> and I'm wondering maybe the fiend could walk out with the blue belt Rini's like neck. Then he'll have that version, that fiend version when he's like waist. Oh, well, we'll see. Because I remember Jeff Hardy had a, when he was a face in TNA, had a, at the world title, but he also had his own custom weird looking thing. Yeah. And he would come out with both of them. That's when he was like a charismatic enigma. No, uh, no, that was after. Like, yeah, well, I said was when he was a cat. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of him as a heel when he replaced the world title entirely with his, own, with his own weird looking thing. I liked it. Remember, Mr. Anderson took the piss and went, I could stick a crayon up my ass, squat over a piece of paper and draw a better picture than this. Because apparently Jeff Hardy hand-drew the design for it. Mr. Anderson's a butthole too. <laughs> well, he was talking about his butthole and that. <laughs> yeah, but he is one. <laughs> but anywho. Anyhow. Well, I... well, when you say butthole, he did go for it. He did have a run where he was calling himself an asshole. Oh, well. <laughs> but when do you think this is going? Do you think Brian's going to come in and try and cause the fiend... And he'll come out like maybe either wear a shorter beard or maybe cleanly shaven, maybe he's cut his hair. Like remember when he was starting to grow his beard, he had his short hair and the V bit of a beard in like mm. twenty twelve? I'm thinking maybe he'll come out with something like that, or maybe the look he had when he came back as GM in twenty sixteen when his hair was a bit shorter. I I don't know. I don't I don't care overly. Alright. You know. I just I, as long as the fiend comes out on top of this thing, I don't really care what the other two do. Because I'm wondering maybe this leads to Actual like Fiend Bray Wyatt at the Royal Rumble against Miz and Brian, and some sort of triple threat match. Mm. Well, we'll see. Because because uh, we said it last week. Who else is there for the Fiend? Because you got Miz, you got Brian, and then there's like Strowman and Reigns. And, and the only way they're going to take the belt off the Fiend <laughs> is by getting somebody else in the match to pin. Yeah, but then again, even if it is a triple threat, I don't think Fiend's going to lose. Then again, like you've got your two main options, Braun and Reigns, and I don't even think they're gonna. Do, I don't know if they're even wanting to do Braun. Or Reigns. Well, I think they might do Reigns, but like, if you do Reigns and he loses, your options are little to none really, because mm-hmm. unless you do a draft after Mania, which I don't think they're gonna do, I think they're gonna do it with save it for later in the year. Mm-hmm. And like, if you do a draft and then you draft someone over from Raw who's in main event, or and then have them challenge him. Mm-hmm. Even then, like, it's one of the things, like, the uncertainty, how long is this rain going to last and who's it going to be? Because it seems like for when he won it, uh, it seemed like he should lose that mania from when he won it. Because that would be from October to mania, that would be a decent rain. But then again, Bray's never won at WrestleMania, and that's something I think a lot of people want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you look so bored, by the way. I'm not. I'm just saying, I'm trying, I'm just explaining my point. I'm, just, I'm, I'm looking at you, you look so bored, like, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything, I don't really know if there's anything else to be wise want to talk about because I came up while you were watching the segment from Matt Doom where Rome got do- dog food dumped on him, which I tried to tell you you shouldn't watch, but yeah, you insisted. Well, I insisted. I didn't like it. I told you you would. I hope Roman kills him. I could have told you that, but you know. Yeah, well, I hope Roman kills him because that's not cool. It's weird how into Roman you were when we were watching the match because you said like you just really didn't care about Roman. Then you're like watching that. And yeah, I'm I'm surprised by that. 
you know, because I did used to have a real thing against him, but it's probably the fact that he's not in the world title picture at the moment. Yeah, imagine if he goes after the Fiend, that'll quickly change. Yeah, if he goes after the Fiend, then well, I won't, I won't be so vitriolic towards him. Mm-hmm. I just really hope he doesn't win. <laughs> you know. He, well, what if he does? Then I'll become slightly vitriolic towards him <laughs> and, and call him horrible names. Well, if, I was say, like, it's the same question I posed last week of not brains. Who? Seamus. Uh. Yeah, Seamus. Yeah, they could do, I think, a brief month thing where they give Kofi, you know, a proper title rematch. If not for the WWE, they'll give him a fucking universal title shot, like you said, because he's all, I don't like the idea that he's, like, good for him, he's a tie champ, he's a champion, at least, yeah. like, how quickly, like, Oh yeah, you're no longer WWE champion. Back you go, back into your wee lane. Yeah, back into your tag title ring. Yeah. Go back with your friends, go on, you mm-hmm. had a shot. No, go back to playing with pancakes and shit. Yeah. Forget all that intensity you built up. I know. Mm-hmm. Remember, if we got Bart Lesnar now, he's more fun. Go away. Yeah, that's what it fucking was. Cunts. Very much. Remember, what, the way they finished that fucking... You, I think they'd at least gave him a match. I know. Instead of just like, boom, F5, you're done. I know. What shite. But anyway, we'll move on to that. I move on. Let's have some more positive, Paul. Anything you want to talk about Impact Wrestling wise? No. <laughs> right. Not really. Why? Because the only thing I watched of Impact in the past week was that retro thing. I thought it was gay. Was... So. Oh, fuck off. You know. I only I, like that. I, I say fuck off too because I, I seen a clip for I thought it looked like a laugh. No, I thought it was gay. It was it was cringeworthy. I know, but they're they're taking a, they're taking a wee like parody. They're maybe parodying like eighties wrestling though. I know, but I just I I didn't like it. I mean, I thought the names were funny, the building and the gymnasium and the r- racetrack <laughs> and the other one who I can't quite remember. And you liked the the. Rough Rider. Rough Rider thing, but... It was a female four horse woman. Generally, a horseman. I, generally, I found it quite gay. Right, because remember, remember, we're not allowed to fun in wrestling. We are, just not stupid fun. Well, who is to decide? Because it might be stupid to you, but it's fun to someone else. See? What, what's regular fun to you is stupid to someone else. See? The Fiend, he's fun. Yeah, but some Bray pe- Wyatt, he's fun. So, yeah, but some people, Bray Wyatt might be stupid. That thing on Impact, that was dumb. And, and gay and shit. I'm saying, like, de- depends on your perspective. Some people might think what you like is stupid, but you might think what they like is stupid. Yeah, they're, they're wrong. Mm, that's Damn your, it, that's they're wrong. Everyone's you... wrong. What is, yeah. it, what is it like to be go through life like you? Fun. I don't think it is. <laughs> Just, no, everyone else is wrong. Yes. See, I'm never wrong, so I'm fine. Must be great to live in such denial. Yeah. <laughs> God, you're weird. Yeah. You're a strange person. Because <laughs> I, I, I was watching him, because on Impact, I didn't see anything about the uh, retro thing, but I'd seen like, they did that press conference with Sammy and, and Tessa for Hard to Kill. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Oh. Well, one thing, I, I make an effort to watch Impact because you were going like, why aren't you watching Impact? Because I've got so much other fucking wrestling to watch. It never comes on until late on a Friday, and then we usually watch let's it on the on, Saturday. Let's clips on YouTube. You, you've got that link, I think, you could watch it the next day. The day after it comes out. I think it's on a Wednesday or something like that. Oh, so I could. You can 
Why are you not utilising the link I sent you? Well, I was utilising the link then to watch Smackdown. Well, yes. Because but, because but the like... highlights they put on YouTube are very badly cut together. I know, but you should go to the Dewey on Fox YouTube channel, they're much better the highlights. Oh, okay. So, like, like what? We surely would have been a better use of your time to watch Impact and Smackdown. Because, really, if anything, you're really tuning into Smackdown and see The Fiend and not much else. That's not true. I know there was a good four-way tag on Smackdown. A good like, four-way tag, but... and uh, Ali was pretty cool in that. Mm-hmm. You know, and Brian got to see the Caterpillar, <laughs> which was cool. <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't beat Big Otis, man. He's fun. Brian asked, was his t-shirt intentionally small like that, or was it just because he's got a gut on him? I think it's a little of both. A little of little column A. Like, you got, like, you got a big gut. So wear this tiny t-shirt so people know, wear, notice it even more. Wear this teeny tiny t-shirt so we see your big dummy. <laughs> yeah, go on. You be our Huskus the big boy. Go on. Go on, oh, it's you and your big dummy. <laughs> dummy, dummy, dummy. Yes, yeah, so I've got so much other wrestling to watch, because... Like, I love, love Raw and Smackdown that I do watch. I've got NXT stuff for, like, retro, like older stuff if, we, if we're reviewing something like we're going to be doing within your house. Uh, I watch NW... I do a review thing of NWA Power the on YouTube, which is cool. Like like I said, if you're not what if you're looking for something like other than Impact, then, like, yeah. what you do, watch the WWE. Because if you're not going to watch NXT, you've got bloody link. I'll watch NXT... You keep saying you will, and then you don't. I watch the highlights. Yes, but if you watch the whole show, it's, an, it's a one big highlight because it's a great show. <laughs> okay, I'll watch it. I gotta say, like you said, you're saying like you don't like when I'm basically recapping stuff to you that you haven't seen. Well, there's your chance with this link. I'm not utilizing it. I will utilize it. Doesn't seem like it. But anyway, if you're looking for something to watch on YouTube. Uh, you've got NWA Power, it's like less than an hour a week, like just under an hour a week, and it's pretty cool. You've got the pay-per-views coming up on the 14th. That's pretty cool. It's called uh, Into the Fire, <laughs> and that's the name, also the name of their, I do the name of their theme song, so I'm wondering. That's a Dalton song. I know. Yeah, it's I don't a cool listen song. To it. song. I know, it's cool, I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> but, see, I was, trying, I was trying to think of what should we have as the, can you stop doing that, please? Oh, sorry. Well, mainly because I keep looking at your hands and also because I'm pretty sure every now and then I, I all hear it in the edit and it's just this one. Not with? Yes. Ah. Because I'm struggling with what to put as a, a song because I was tempted to put Iron Man by yeah. Sabbath as the end song because of your, cause of your yeah. almost victory and your longevity in the contest. Yes. Because that's my thing because it's either I'll win them or I'll last a long time in them. Yeah. And also I did show you another song. Yeah, no, but I'm, saying, I'm, I'm between that, the one you showed me, which was a, basically a parody of System of Doom, but about Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And now we've mentioned Into the Fire, and so I'm trying to think. Like, I'm between those three now is choices I don't know what to choose now. Um, right, so we've got my song... This will, this will make it easier, right? In one hand, you've got my song. In the other hand, you've got either one of your two songs. Uh-huh. So, pick a hand. Oh, this, is a, this is a great radio, this. Pick a hand. Okay. You picked my song. And I genuinely mean that. I did not change hands mid-pick. Hmm. You picked my song. Fine. Does that decision make you happy, though? No. <laughs> okay, well, we'll throw my song away for That's another fine. show. It's fine, we'll keep with it. Well... We won't have many other shows. Because you, you have Into the Fire uh-huh. and you have Iron Man. So let's just say 
One hand's Iron Man, one hand's Into the Fire. No, it's fine. We'll just we'll just do your song. It's fine. Oh, I, I was hoping you'd pick one. All right, fine. I'll pick that. Nice. <laughs> you picked Into the Fire. Good. <laughs> so that's that's what you're having. All right, fine. I was gonna say, well, I would happily do your white one. Because also it is Christmas and we don't know all about Christmas, so. Yeah, all right, all right, we'll do my one then. <laughs> oh, love how, love how you made it seem like I was twisting your arm there. All right, all right, we'll do my one. Well, you kind of did, but we'll do my one. Yeah, uh, sure I did. <laughs> but like, they had an episode, the last episode before Into the Fire this past week and they said they built it as their season one finale. Like, I love how also the, the name of the theme song is also the name of the pay-per-view. And I'm yeah. hoping that's going to be like, with every season quote-unquote, they changed the theme song and whatever the name of the theme song is is the name of whatever pay-per-view they're building to. <laughs> and it's all like 80s like style stuff. Like, coming so- this Sunday, NWA brings you live on pay-per-view. Never going to give you up. <laughs> yeah. I'm just using that as a random example. I was trying to think, what's an old sounding song I can use? There NWA, never going to give you up. But... <laughs> uh, that's a pretty cool like looking card. You've got a uh, former Damien Sandow, now Aaron Stevens is his name. I think it's his actual name. So right. he's got this whole gimmick as a because he, he's done some stuff in Hollywood. So he's now this serious thespian actor style. <laughs> so it's kind of Hollywood A-list Miz mixed with his old Savior of the Masses kind of thing. Yeah. So he's he's teamed with this from this alliance with a character called the Question Mark. He's this weird guy in a mask with a question mark on it, and it's suddenly weirdly over and. It's hard to know why, but I just like the guy because he's just so weird. He does this weird chop to the throat. Yeah. And uh, whenever they come in together, people cheer for this question mark, but boo him. And it's one of these things that's like, it seems like Sandow's in the uh, in the position that the Miz was in when he was teamed with him, mm. where he's the one getting booed, but the other guy's getting the one being liked. Uh, so you've got Aaron Stevens, he's going to be on into fire in a triple threat for the NWA National Tour, which is their mid-card belt. Cool. Against Colt Cabana and Ricky Starks, who are interviewed by the way for ESSR. <laughs> Very nice. cool. The uh, Rock and Roll Express beat the team called the Wild Cards, which is Bram and a guy called Royce Isaacs. Rock and Roll Express. Uh, they are now the tag team champions. The actual Rock and Roll Express. Aren't yes, they're they really old. Yes, but they're still wrestling, and they appear on AEW a few weeks back, and one of them busted out a Canadian destroyer with a lot of assistance, but they did it. But yeah, then. Yeah, so now they're nine-time NWA tag champs and they're going to give Wildcards rematch into the fire and hopefully Wildcards win the belts back. Hopefully, God. Yeah, you've got Trevor Murdoch. Yeah. He's in it. He really suits the NWA kind of style. He's fighting the question mark. Right. Uh, Mr. Anderson, who we mentioned, that he's going to be on against Eagle Eye Drake. Right. And uh, James Storm is going to be challenging Nick James Aldis. Storm. He's going to be challenging Nick Aldis for the title. I hope he loses. And a two three falls match. And also uh, Wade Barrett is going to be replacing Jim Cornette on commentary. Alright, cool. Mm-hmm. That's some good news. Yeah. Well, bad news for Jim Cornette. Yeah. <laughs> and the, oh yeah, there's a women's tag match. I forgot about it. That seems so quite callous way. Oh yeah, there's a women's tag match. Yeah. But it's just mainly the fact that the women's champion is in it. But not defend the title, so I'm kind of like, uh. Nah, so it's not but, the. But Molina's on the opposite team, I think. Not the fact that it's a women's match, just the fact that it's, it's not even a title match. Yeah. Molina's on the opposite team, though, from the champion, so I think that they're setting Molina up to win the title. Alright. Possibly. Or at least she's aligned with these two, like Heels, Thunder Rose, and Mario Bell, so I think either that or she's going to assist one of them in winning it. But, you know. Yeah. 
Anyway, NW Power, I think it's worth a watch and that, or like if you're not watching AEW, you could on YouTube they've got every Tuesday they've got AEW Dark. I watched it once, didn't like it. Well, what episode did you watch? I don't know. <laughs> it just seemed crap. I was gonna say what I was gonna recommend episode seven, which is main evented by Kenny Omega v Jack Evans. Oh, I'll try. I'll try that then. Because it's because uh, Jack Evans can be a lot of Mexico and Kevin Owens is current Triple A champion, so it's for the title. Because yeah, I I don't check the number of episodes. I just seen it on YouTube and put it mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Right. And I managed to pick a, a relatively straight one. Yeah. But like the the most stop start looking straight women's match I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. The women's division in AEW at the moment is a mess. But, you know, that's, you know that's, what, that's when you're watching for... it and it's like, you've done a move. Oh, look, you've done another move. Oh, look, you didn't. There is no flow. It's just like, like that, yeah. you know? I don't think we've got time for me to go to express my feelings on how badly AEW's booked their women's division, but that's a subject for another podcast. It is, it is. But like, because you didn't really have any like impact, I was I just thought I'd mention NWA power because yeah, one it was yeah. good and one because it was I thought you may be interested. No, it but was definitely cool. We've mentioned everything that happened on SmackDown because nothing happened on Raw and because SmackDown is leading is finally actually confirming matches for fucking TLC. Yeah, a week from Sunday. So that's good. So, so other, other than that, is there anything actual wrestling related you want to talk about? Before no. we move into Fraser. No, I'm good. Alright. Right then, let's move on to Fraser. On to Fraser. The Impossible Dream. Yes. Episode 3. Of season 4. Yes. 3 of 4, The Impossible Dream. Yes. <laughs> That's how you say it. Uh, and this starts in the most unusual usual. place, in it? Only ever, I think this is the only time it ever starts here, mm-hmm. in Fraser's bedroom. Not even Fraser's bedroom, really. It's in a motel. Ah, Fraser's well, in, in Fraser's. That's it. In starts dream. in Fraser's head. That's in Fraser's subconscious. Yeah, like there you go. It nice. never starts in there again. No. Nah. But he wakes well, up. Would you, were you were you hoping it would? No, <laughs> but he wa- he he wakes up in this sort of sleazy looking motel room. Uh-huh. Without moving light on it, and finds a tattoo on his arm that says "Chesty." He accidentally knocks something off the knocks knocks something off the nightstand. And you can you can hear that there's someone in the shower, and yeah. then the shower doctor he assumes well, maybe it's a nice woman or something, <laughs> and out comes Gil Chesterton. And he's like, "Well, look who's that!" Oh, and then it cuts to Fraser's bedroom, waking up, and he's freaking out. He's fucking sw- he's sweating as well. Yeah. He, each time he, he wakes up, he's he's constantly like sweating because he's like back like. What the hell was that? Yeah. <laughs> and then we have um in the booth like knackered and basically bored with what his caller's talking about. It's a boy called Jimmy who's who's voiced by a I thought it was uh, Macaulay Culkin. No, it wasn't. It was his brother. Yeah, it was Kieran Culkin. Yes. yes. I'm pretty sure did Kieran not play Fuller in Home Alone like the younger, like the one that he didn't want to share a bed with because he I, he went to bed. I didn't know that was him, but I'm pretty sure Fuller the yeah, episode Fuller is related to Macaulay somehow. I just, don't, don't know, know if it's his brother or, or yeah. cousin or something. But no. Anyway. So yeah, he, but yeah, he's, he says he's a 40-year-old... He's 14. Is he the smart guy? That's the one, isn't it? No, it's the one they like... He's just talking about how stupid his parents are. Ah, yeah, yeah. Like, here's her stuff to... How old are you, Jim? 14. Well, buckle up, because your parents are going to be stupid for another seven years. years. Seven years? That's not going to be in high school. 
I admire your optimism. <laughs> I'll be back after this. And then he's moaning Rose for like the shit goes like because this is the first the, this is in the next in a long way yeah. really shit calls about like Fraser's not really happy like to Rose oh can't you find me something more than that kid who hates his parents well it's either him or old pal really, really the crying <laughs> oh god I'm on three times a week I'm gonna he won't be the only one crying <laughs> what happened to the people on the real brink of mental illness yes. or something like that people on the real brink of collapse well the holidays are around the corner so they'll be in soon <laughs> uh, I guess and then she, like he's trying to like approach to her about the subject of the whole dream thing. He's like, "Oh, have you ever had a, a dream of an intimate nature, nature of someone you work with?" Oh no, no! Why'd you tell me? Ah, oh, it's so creepy. Now it's gonna be weird every time you look at me through the glass. Yes. Not about you, which is very egotistical of Ross. Yeah. I assume that would be a bit hard. And you doesn't seem annoyed with that when she hears and things that it's not hard. Because I, I, I took Ross for someone who'd be like. Oh, no, and like, it's not about you. Why not? What's wrong with me? <laughs> like, Plus, he's like, so is it Carol and accountant? Like, and he's like, like, no, no. Like, forget about it, because he, he knows she's a ghost. Like, she keeps mentioning women who work in the building. Yeah, like, like, is that Jane, the slow intern? Carol and accounting? Like, no, and then uh, Gil pops in, Frasier, I come to tempt you. <laughs> really? And then just like, judging by his reaction, Ros can immediately tell something's uh, up. And he, he's brought this new dessert and that he's uh, trying to get Fraser to try and like, like oh. oh go on try you know you want to like, he's like no no Gil thank you no I'm on a diet <laughs> and then uh, as soon as he leaves Roz is like immediately realised like it's him isn't it like, she's like oh my god <laughs> I didn't it's say Gil that. I didn't say that why are you blushing I'm, I'm not, not blushing ears I have Jimmy for lunch your ears are going red like weirdly Gil chaps on the window he's taking a bite of a thing and then he pretty immediately shuts the gun and like, I'm not blushing. <laughs> and then he's back on the, he, he's back on like the show towards the end of it. And he's like, uh, he's talking to someone who's crying like, That's and then, she, and she's like, and then, <laughs> he's like, and then, she looked up and husband said, like, I love you. And then she was gone. <laughs> Rudy, what have we said about sad movies? I've not to watch them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now go away, take a nice wet washcloth and see if you can bring down the puffiness around your eyes. And try not to watch or listen to anything, but try not to be around anything too depressing. Which at this moment includes a Dr. Fraser Queen show. Go back. <laughs> and he, he just sings off the show and, and then uh, he says to Rod Porter, he's like, can you not like mention it to anybody about... Like what happened? Like, yeah, oh. like and I hope you know this is you've not to mention this. He's like, oh, she's like, oh sure. And then as soon as he walks out, somebody walks by. Like, hey, dream boy, when, I hate you. When exactly did you find the time? When do you think I was in your show? show? Did you? I just saw the way he talks. Like, I hate you. <laughs> and then uh, Bill Lombardi's then like, oh, okay. Then he goes, I hate to take a shot at you, and he was going to like him for something completely like, unrelated. Yes, I had a dream of an intimate nature, and yes, it involved Gil. And, well, and take your. Take your sh- take he- your shots, and he's like, "That wasn't what you were gonna say, was it?" No, but I am now. Whoa! I was gonna say, I did. I thought you were. I was coming in to see that your show broke this news. Not about, like not about you, Grecian girls, cookie sheets. <laughs> <laughs> and then he honks like, all. He's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, it's in cuts to Nervosa, where Fraser's listening to Nails. Is well, he's barely listening to Nails' story. Oh. Then I went back to the dry cooler a third time and gave him a piece of my mind and I don't need to tell you how this story ends. Can you just tell me when it, it ends? ends. 
And like Nels is seemingly annoyed about it. he's like Yeah. Oh he's not listening like oh I just like he's I had a dream someone a man he's like sorry Nels it's like a man in my building approached me with a very sensitive problem. Oh come on, Fraser, that didn't work when we were children. Alright, and he's talking about this dream he talk he describes it to him and he's like, Elseps a man. Hmm. Oh go on. Go on, let me have it. <laughs> go on. Is that was that in the dream? Like are you saying that now, or is that a quote from the dream? <laughs> he's like, oh, like, very funny. And uh, he's trying, because Niles, he's a Freudian, but Niles is a union or something like that. Yeah. And so he's, like, trying to get a different perspective on it. And then Gil comes by, and then he's, he's, like, he's like, like, tends to, like, Frasier. I heard I was, a, I was in your Midnight Morris. <laughs> I starring in your Midnight Movies, or something like <laughs> yes. that, like... See you tomorrow, or should I say... See you in your dreams. dreams. And then Nelson goes, So, in this... In, in this dream, dream... Are there any cigars, cigars, bananas, or blunt swords? <laughs> I think we're a little... I think we're a little late for latency. <laughs> and then he sees... Yeah, he's like, Niles, I'm 43. I think it's a little late for latency. And then this uh, woman comes out, like, when we wait, just like... And then he's like, trying, he's trying to float around, like, you're overcompensating. <laughs> you're right, we're fine. <laughs> he sends her away and like we're trying to figure out like why don't we try like word association like trying to think what words like a trip immediately to yeah. me you know like are you thinking like moonlight Daphne Moon Moon Daphne Moon French mm. mate the yeah. shift and he just and and he, he starts stop going him. And he's like <laughs> he's like Niall stop what I was trying giving you an example you were three words away from a cigarette, cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he tries, so he freezer tries it, and then he eventually he comes to the conclusion that it must be something to do with the fact he's on a diet, and yeah. and uh, Gill's a restaurant it's critic. Like Gill, food critic, criticism, mother. <laughs> no, that's later. Oh, oh, you're dumping the gun, man. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Like he's he's talking about how like he represents the food. I would deny myself, and the tattoo is how tattoo how and so nails says. That uh, the fact that he's naked is because when we're naked, that's when we're most self-conscious about our bodies. bodies. And the tattoo is how society tattoos us about our appearance. Yes. And like, oh, and like he's so confident, like he's not going to be dreaming about Gil, and then it cuts to his dream. <laughs> where he wakes up and he's hoping, like, please don't be Gil. And then a woman walks it, yeah. and he's like, and he's like, oh, he smiles, and he's like, oh, sorry, wrong room. And, and then, then, then turns around, Gil's in the bed next to him. He's like, that's it. Next time, we're getting a different room. <laughs> and then that gets to the elevator, and I love this bit. <laughs> Where uh, they're just sitting, and Daphne and Martin are just standing there in the elevator, and then someone comes in, they're just standing behind them, like they just start a random conversation, because uh, they know they're over here, they're starting talking shit, like, someone tried to follow me again last night. <laughs> You're just being paranoid. You can never know it's you after all a plastic surgery. That's what. That's what Marlene found. Marlene got slapped. Stubby. Yeah. You don't know the woodchuck in his ways. <laughs> as soon as the door opens, the woman rushes out. Like, get away from you. Like, and he'll, he'll just start pissing himself. Like, well, the woodchuck in his ways. That's mean. He's like, okay, we'll not keep, we'll not do it ever again. So how do you get this up through customs? Never check the wooden leg. <laughs> but like, all through, <laughs> when the whole, through the whole conversation, just how deadpan they are. And as soon as the wind leaves, they're pushing themselves off. And, <laughs> and, uh, dude, so how'd you get the stuff from customs? Never checked the wooden leg. <laughs> We're horrible. We, you, 
a woodchuck in his place. <laughs> like, we'll never do it again. And then we did, then they did the stuff for the customs. Mm. And then you got Fraser and Niles going through all these different psychological textbooks trying to figure out the meaning of the dream if it wasn't released no, I... diet. Like, well, here's something on dreams as wish fulfillment. We're just pre book. What's next? Then <laughs> uh, then Niles and then Martin and Daphne come in and they're like, he said, why don't we ask Dad? And like, three of them might talk to Like, because he's worried that his dad be oh, get it all old fashioned. And he'll, he'll probably judge him. Yeah. Like, because he's Riles thinks it's maybe do some sort of childhood like trauma or something like that. Mm. And maybe Dad remembers something they don't. Like, to be fair, guys, I've blocked most of your childhood out. And he's like, well, Martin's like, well, tell me about your dream, Lynn. And he goes, well, I wake up in bed with a man. And then Martin's face kind of goes up, huh? And then he immediately goes, eating lions. <laughs> oh, well, that, that's scary. Lions yeah. are scary. Yeah. Like, like, don't even worry about it. Like, dreams are weird. And, uh, you know, about, like, you know, like, dreaming, sometimes you get a good dream, like, you know, like, I think this is about where he says this, he goes, I can't remember what woman he was talking about, but, like, get talking to her and then she's bitten by a snake. You know what you have to do when you're bit by a snake, don't you? Yes. <laughs> and then uh, Fraser walks out in the living room and Niles has already told Daphne about the dream, like, yeah. Oh, Lassie, Chesty is in Gilchesterton. Niles, you gasping fishwife! Well, I thought you might be able to help. Look, I think it's quite simple, like, we all had dreams like that. I had a woman that girl I shared a flat with, and they're like, if you tell us everything, Daphne, it could be important. <laughs> and she starts to go, like, Oh, well, I can't. I shouldn't talk about it. Please, please. No, it it will, it will help him. <laughs> and Fraser looks and I was like, He's "Come like, on, come on, behave yourself." Like, did you ever have a childhood pet? No, no. She, Chesterton, and then she's, she's like, like, "Well, Gil Chesterton, Gil, fish." Yeah, see, what well, doesn't see fish? You see where I'm going? Insane. <laughs> <laughs> like trying. Trying to imply it's something to do with a, a childhood pet or something like that. Mm. And like, Mr. Crane, did anyone, did the boys ever have a childhood pet or a fish? I don't know, it was Hester's department. Hester. Hester. <laughs> I was mainly there for the spankings. <laughs> and then, like, he's trying, he's moaning that Eddie, like, he apart for 45 minutes, I get one by my sandwich and suddenly you give me the eyes. <laughs> and then. Isn't it amazing how far I can. Notice a signal from his dog, mm-hmm. but yet can't remember our childhood. And then Niles is trying to relate it to their mum, mm. Hesty. Hey, this frugal parent could be a C. Hesty. What is it? And then Daphne tries to go back to C and fish, like, okay, fine, I'll stop it. <laughs> it's like. Then up, coming up is one of my favourite bits in the episode. What? When we go out into the hole. I, I think this is hallway. a bit. Uh, you go out the hallway, like, they, they assume that maybe well, like, died. Like, Food, criticism, mother! <laughs> like, dad, dad, dad. When when you and Muller were dating, did you ever have a a, 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 a loving nickname for her? Well, when we were first dating, I called her Honey, and then after a while, I called her Sweetie. Yes, I'm sure it was a delightful anecdote but, behind all of Did you ever call her... Hesty. 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 Think, man. Think, man, think. <laughs> I, maybe once, twice. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Like he's basically just saying hi to get them away. Yeah, from you're like, all right, I'll die, maybe. And they're convinced, like, must have heard him say it once, and as a conscious, put it away, throw it away. Like, ah, yes. 
Thank God. This whole time I've been worried about nothing. I just, I just want to have sex with my, my dead, dead mother. mother. And just uh, <laughs> as he says that, some woman's passing by to get on the elevator and looks like, like a polder. And like, <laughs> and she quickly just runs back into the apartment. <laughs> and then that doesn't help because he has the same dream and out comes Gil. Yep. So then he just gets up and then he's... He's, he's he, can he sleep and he's like oh he's still bothered by he gets up Martin's in the kitchen mm-hmm. like should have had that third Slim Jim before bed he's, he's still worried about that silly dream come on the worst that happens is the, the lion jumps on top of you and devours oh, you <laughs> what's the worst dad I wasn't completely honest with you earlier mm-hmm. in the dream it wasn't a lion it was actually a man you don't care if I ever sleep again do you? do you look Fraser. You've anything to tell me, just put it on the fridge, okay? Like, what about during this, like, he tries to turn the TV on, but Fraser turns off, and, like, Martin's doing weird things, he's trying to distract himself from the conversation, like, he randomly goes in, they kept sitting, grabs a sponge, starts wiping things, mm. for no reason. But he's like, like I know he's you... like, Dad, come on, I've exhausted every other possible in this dream, is it possible somewhere in my subconscious is trying to tell me something? Like, it was a bit before, before that, you oh. to, like, Martin's going around trying to avoid going to, like, I know... I know your generation's all trying like, well, figure like, out, like, like, and, like men, men are always talking about their feelings, and they're like, you know, men, men are always hugging each other, like, in my day, like, you feel a handshake or, or a pat on the shoulder, and uh, don't uh, talk about football players patting each other in sport, and the butt, that's like sports, that's like war. <laughs> like, even if you put a hand on your shoulder, you're less than two seconds. Yeah, but come on, Dad, I've exhausted every other possibility of this dream. Is it possible somewhere deep in my subconscious that it... Like you My subconscious have... might be trying to tell me something. He's like, like no, you... Fraser, no, because if, if it was going to be that, you'd have known by now. I know, like, he said to dad, like, surely you may have had your suspicions about me. Like, you know, I wasn't going for go like... sports. I'm sensitive. Like, yeah, but like, like I've maybe in maybe the beginning. once, maybe once in the beginning. But no, Fraser, no, because, like, if that was going to be, like, you would know by now. I mean, sure, so I've got your unconscious, or whatever you call it, surely it couldn't be as... Who here is probably going to be as loud as the rest of you. Yeah. So I would have told you by now. Yeah. And like, uh, like he's moaning, then he visually like, moans a bit, he shows like, what's wrong? Uh, I've been through a bit of a tri spell. Kind of good thing about this dream. Let's give me something to focus on. Well, it can't be all bad. And then Fraser just... He finally clicks. He's like, that's what happened. My show's been so bad. I've needed something to need to self-analyse myself. Hmm. <coughs> Jesus. Like, I've needed a problem, I've not found a patient, like, well enough of my, like, psychological gifts, so yeah. I had to create one. Me. <laughs> He's like, oh, thank God. To sleep. I'm about to dream. Mm. Oh, I remember, uh, I forgot about, there was a bit uh, in the cafe, like, there'll be no tequila bottles, no something else, and no weird naked, men. Naked and, men in my bed. And we just looks so weird, and then, when in that second time he has a dream, there's a tequila bottle <laughs> in the front. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. So he goes, he's sleeping, he's dreaming again, and he wakes up in the hotel like, oh God, not again. Yeah, but then he, out comes Freud. Freud. Like, and he basically him solving the problem. Like, he's like, I set you a deep psychological problem and you solved it. Thank you. I have so much to ask. Later, we have much to do. And, and he starts straight. <laughs> he just climbs into the bed, like. Then you hear, he cuts the other side of the bell, and you just hear Fraser going, ah. And you, you see his light just come on. Oh. And then, at the end, we have Eddie's subconscious, as Eddie's dreaming about cakes or something like that, on the. 
on the man, counter. And he's just jumping up to try and get them. <laughs> and then he wakes up, runs in the kitchen, but there's none there. And he just slinks back all sad, like, oh. And they cakes. Yeah. So, well, your rating for this episode, a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Excellent episode. I give it a thumbs, thumbs up as well, because yeah. usually I don't like it when Frasier's overanalyzing shit, because... But it's a Gill episode, too. <laughs> yeah, but there's also, like, because usually when he's overanalyzing stuff, we have the ones like the... The one with Mount, uh, the focus group mm. and stuff where he comes out as unlikable or a nit or a bit arrogant, but I liked this one because it was well, basically because it was funny and also the yeah. way that Niles tries to help him and all that. <laughs> and we get to see a wee glimpse of Niles' psyche mm-hmm. in that episode too. And, and also, though, he seems like every time he tries to fill Roman Niles, like more often not, he doesn't find the answer, but usually he'll find the answer when he talks to his dad, and that was another example in this yeah. episode. So, yeah, I give it a thumbs up. A firm thumbs up. A firm thumbs up. Yeah. There you go. I agree. So, with that being said, we've wrapped up our freezer. We talked about Christmas, all everything I wanted to talk about Christmas, with wrestling Christmas, and Christmas, what happened Christmas. in my week. But I think that's everything we've got to talk about. Well, I think we can wrap it up there. I think so. Definitely. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. And before we go, we're going to talk about what's to come in the next few weeks because we have some reviews planned throughout the rest of December and the new year. And we will have cakes and juice. Maybe. <laughs> Yay. Cakes and juice. Christmas, damn it. <laughs> cakes and juice. Get your own cakes and juice. I will. And I won't share. <laughs> Fine. Because I'll have my own cakes and juice. Aha. And then we'll have Heroes of Wrestling. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't said He's that yet. so fat. <laughs> and yeah. so drunk. Well, calm down. Contain yourself because, unfortunately, yes, next week... It's time. We can't avoid it anymore. Why? Because we, it's a punishment. We have to do it. We can't welch. Okay. Next week, Damn it. we are going to be reviewing Heroes, Heroes of Wrestling. Wrestling. Like, see how hard it was for me to get that Heroes of Wrestling. Yeah. So next week we're going to be doing it. We can't. We are going to be drinking through it So because we, we need alcohol. Yeah. To talk about it and watch it. You know. Yeah. But in order to... Perk ourselves back think, up again. I think you need a lobotomy to watch that. So we're going to watch it, we're going to get out of the way, and we're never going to talk about it, <laughs> or never even going to think about it ever, ever again. again. But we're going to watch Heroes of Wrestling next week. The following week, we're going to review In Your House 2. We're going to continue in our series of In Your Gaff. I thought, and that is a much better show. I was about to say, In Your House 2 will seem like the best pay-per-view in the world once we have watched Heroes of Wrestling. In Your House 2 will seem like a Wrestlemania compared to Heroes of Wrestling. Yeah. I've only, I only know of one match in the card, which is the Cornell Taylor match, which I've heard is very good. Is that uh, Michaels and Jarrett? Yes. Yeah. But, like, I already know it's going to be a better show than Heroes of Wrestling. So, next week we've got a few of Wrestling. The following week we'll have In Your Gaff 2, which will probably pick us back up again. For the week of Christmas, we're going to do be uh, it'll probably For be. The week few, of Christmas. It'll be pre recorded, but. We'll leave you something during the week of Christmas because we won't be able to meet up because we'll have our own plans. But yes. we thought, if you've got a bit of free time over Christmas, we can't leave you without some content. So during the week of Christmas, we'll have a special Christmas film review. And we can't, we can't think of anything better than the best Christmas film The ever. Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes, we've got The Muppet's Christmas Carol coming. And obviously... We'll it do, is the best Christmas film ever. And we'll talk about it and we'll gush about it even more so than we did with Mighty Python when we reviewed that. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> and then for the week ending 2019 into the new year, we're going to have another pre-recorded episode, which is going to be 
recording talking about a few, two or maybe three episodes of Frasier because with the reviews in the weeks before it, we're not get, we're gonna be focusing on them like here's the rest and then your house, they won't have time to also do Frasier. Yeah. So we've got a we're gonna do a special episode to basically catch up on the ones we've missed and just talking in general about our feelings about Frasier and then following that that'll be the first time we're back together since the in the new year. In, so in twenty twenty. So I'm sure in that episode we'll have a lot to talk about. So got a lot of plan right through to January. Yeah. Look at us being prepared weeks in advance. And have probably having a very good show for a new decade. Hopefully. Yeah, no, it's weird to think it's a new decade, not just yeah. a new year, but a new we decade. We're in a new decade. Yes. Weird. The new decade of decadence. Yeah. The new decade. It's a new decade. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've got some ideas heading into the new year of ideas for shows we want to talk about. We're not going to talk about it here because we've already laid out enough for you. What we're going to be doing in the next few weeks, but we're going to wait to near the time. But I've got some good ideas. We talked with Paul, and we we've got some good stuff coming. Yeah, I think so. Mm. But, until... but we're not going to tell you what it is because it's a secret. So hopefully you'll enjoy the reviews we've got coming in the next few weeks, and hopefully once we're through them, we can talk about some of the other stuff we got planned. Yep. But until then, you can keep up with everything by following us on Twitter at SP Rambling. Follow me. That's Comic Cloud nineteen ninety six. Like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash. Rambling Podcast. All the links to the Android podcasting sites that we're on is on there. Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean. All of them. I forgot the others. <laughs> all of them. All of them. I, re- I mentioned the main ones already. We are everywhere. And, well, what is our musical choice this our week? Our musical choice this week is Noel by Cycle Stick. Yes, because it's Christmas and why not? <laughs> yeah. But Paul did play this for before the before we record the show and I enjoyed it so hopefully you will too but you in, will but until next time when uh, we record the abomination that is the show that I, won't, I, can't, I don't want to name again yeah but until then he's I've been from Paul I've been Scott <laughs> he's been him and I've been me <laughs> I'll see you next time see ya <laughs>